recorded live. Hi, guys. Welcome to the Thursday Night's Triumph Over Targeting podcast. I'm your moderator, Ella. If you are new to the call, please stay on, and we will get you some additional support, some additional TalkShoe podcast numbers, and some helpful links and websites. This is a solutions and educational-based podcast, but the views and opinions of my guests are not necessarily my own personal views and opinions. My goal is that everyone can obtain something out of tonight, especially a feeling of empowerment. If you have any suggestions, comments, questions, or in need of additional support, please don't hesitate to email me at tiangel2016 at gmail.com. Also, if you're new to the call and you wish to speak at any time, please star 8 on your phone, and that will indicate to me that you wish to speak. And I will unmute you when it's your turn or when we get to the questions and answers portion of the interview. If you'd like to mute yourself uh, on your handset for any reason, if you have background noise or anything like that, just star six, and then you can star six to unmute yourself and join the conversation. So with that said, I am going to welcome our activist, Matt E., and let me tell you a little bit about him, and we'll get going here on this interview. Okay. So... Matt was born and raised in New Jersey, and Matt graduated from Ridgewood High School in northern New Jersey, and then graduated from Pace University in 1988 with a four-year BBA degree in marketing. He is a single father of two fantastic kids who are now in their 20s and are currently finishing up their secondary education as well. His career has been primarily in sales and sales management, but has also done heavy analytical work in the areas of sales strategy and pricing analysis. Matt is also a licensed amateur radio operator and holds a general class license through the Federal Commission's Communication Commission. He is also an avid fitness enthusiast. Matt became a whistleblower in 2004-2005 when he exposed an extremely serious organized crime and corruption at both the corporate and government level. He became what we call a targeted individual. And during this time, he experienced tremendous personal and systemic retaliation that included a physical attack against him and his family, defamation, intimidation, stalking, gang stalking, and organized harassment. He filed a lawsuit in 2005, which was quickly settled in 2006, but only addressed a small portion of the crimes being committed against him and others. Many of the crimes and civil violations were not addressed appropriately, despite many efforts to report them and assist on action and prosecution. Over the years, the situation has escalated to a conspiracy against rights in a desperate attempt by the corrupt entities and the individuals involved to not be held accountable and continue the corrupt gravy train, as well as protect, protect criminality within companies and at several levels of government. Matt has been able to contact several individuals within law enforcement, state and federal agencies who have at least tried to help him, and he received some advice, protection, and assistance. Matt has become active on YouTube in the last several years in documenting some of his experiences as a targeted individual and the various types of retaliation he has been experiencing. His YouTube channel is Corruption Buster One, the number one, which serves primarily as a generous as a general blog, but also has some helpful playlists with links to other channel videos that have more in-depth evidence and assistance for TIs. Matt's unfortunate experience has made him uniquely aware of ways for TIs to protect themselves and to document their circumstances. So thank you, Matt, for coming on the call. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Ella. I appreciate you having me, and you did did a great job on the bio, despite you were concerned about, uh, you know, the way it was going to flow there. So thank you for that. 
Thank you. So um, I know we kind of had we've had some phone calls. I heard you one night on a call, and I was really impressed with you and your thinking and the way you looked at activism and what you've tried to do and what you've already been able to accomplish. Like getting people, getting the support of people is pretty remarkable to me. So um, with that said, I'm going to turn it over to you and kind of let you have the floor because I know you have an outline, an outline uh, set up. So I'm going to go ahead and give it to you. Great. Thank you, Elle, again for having me. And welcome to all the TIs out there. Um, you know, first of all, I want to say that, you know, it's great you guys found this group. You know, please make sure I, I see the efforts for everybody to try to, you know, get other TIs involved. This has been just the last three weeks or so being a part of, you know, Ella's podcast group here. And then Kate, who's a, a local moderator here on the East Coast, has already changed my life, has, has given me, you know, renewed sense of hope, support, and that justice <clears throat> and exposure of this is within reach. So, uh, you know, I, I, at the end, I'll give my conclusions, but I, I really want to make sure that we deliver a message of hope to all the TIs out there, because as you guys know, you could go, you, you know, you can really uh, feel like you're in a dark place when you're being targeted and, and conscientiously alienated and isolated and attacked. And it seems like either no one cares or is willing to do anything about it. And we do care and we are going to do something about it. So, you know, I just want to say that to everybody that's listening on the call, you know, and try to make sure that you get as many people involved in this as possible that is going through this. But as Ella said, um, you know, I'll give you guys uh, go into a little bit more depth in the bio. I don't want to spend too much time on any one thing or one incident because, you know, I want to make sure I get through this. I've been a, a targeted individual for over 12 years. Um, I really believe it does go further back than that. And I also want to say, and I think everybody knows this intuitively, that everybody's targeting is a little bit different. You know, why you're, you've become a targeted individual to some people is very clear, or, or at least they have a good understanding is probably why they're being targeted. Some people have no idea. And in some rare cases, it might even be completely random. Uh, but in my particular case, you know, when I truly became a targeted individual, when it became pretty obvious uh, was a little over 12 years ago. I, uh, you know, worked in a corporation and noticed that other people were being harassed and personally attacked, you know, defamation and, and just their careers being destroyed. And then I started noticing that there were other, they were, you know, going into their personal life. And I never really understood. I was like, well, why are they doing that? And I kind of, you know, unfortunately, I admit, I kind of blew it off, didn't think too much about it. But when I started to stand up a little bit, I started being targeted. And again, I feel um, certain that my targeting goes back for much further than the 2004, 2005 timeframe. My father, I'll just, for a little bit of background, my father stood up back in the 70s and 80s against similar type corruption and criminal politics and won. He, he had a local union in New Jersey tried to take over his company. And he, they took him to court and everything. And, you know, basically uh, it was my father against them and he won. And I noticed, you know, hindsight's always twenty twenty, And I noticed that starting back way, way back then, there were like, you know, after that point on an increasing basis, there were 
you know, strangers and, you know, people kind of sizing me up, like, who is this guy? And, you know, things like that. But really for all intents and purposes, you know, nothing was extremely obvious until the 2000 and, uh, you know, around 2004 in and around that time frame. on an increasing basis, it started to be more obvious. And then again, when I tried to stand up for other people in this company, it became really obvious. And then I started getting physically threatened. I started getting followed. There started to be references to my personal life that no one would know unless they were stalking and, you know, violating my rights. And then it escalated to the point, you know, and I, and I instantly, you know, started reporting it to the company. They did nothing or very little. Um, I went to the authorities and nothing was done, uh, even the federal level. And a month after I officially became a whistleblower, you know, in terms of going to the federal authorities in 05, a month after that, bullets were fired into my home. And they, uh, the bullet, one bullet landed a few feet above my head. And they did end up catching the, the person responsible and prosecuted him. But his excuse was he was drinking and he didn't like my floodlight. Some bogus excuse. And again, with all the other things going on at the time, it made no sense why they wouldn't investigate the entire thing because, you know, I was being threatened. There was all these other, you know, circumstances going on, but yet, you know, no investigation, open and shut case, blah, blah, blah. You know, that's it. Well, it escalated from there and the threats continued and different types of targeting and harassment. And, you know, again, going to human resources at the company was not fruitful. I eventually got fired simply for standing up and reporting what was going on. And I did file a lawsuit against the company and several individuals in 05. They quickly settled in 06, but again, it only addressed a very small portion of really what was going on. So really the only mistake I've made, you know, I know that I've, I haven't let a lot of time go by. I've filed a lot of charges over the years. Um, tried to file another lawsuit recently, a federal lawsuit. I'll tell you guys about that in a little while. Um, <clears throat> but the only mistake I really made is at that time, I said to myself, well, hey, I did the right thing. I reported this, you know, this, this targeting, this uh, several individuals within that company have targeted a number of people. And in some cases, it was obvious that what they were doing were causing people's deaths. It was that serious. And, you know, the only mistake I made is I reported this, the, the, the lawsuit only addressed a small portion, but I figured... Well, I stood up, they got the message, you know, now we're going to be left alone. You know, I've done my part, but really these people, you know, and I think all you guys know out there, the people that pull these things and they're, they're cronies in, in government at several levels. This is big business. This isn't, you know, people aren't doing this. Yeah. They're doing it for entertainment and, and ultimately whatever, but there's a lot of money behind these, these targetings. They, there, there's no doubt about it, and, and I'll get into some of my findings on all that over the last several years as well in a little while. But to continue with the overview, the, uh, um, you know, was let go from my job. I was instantly blacklisted. Um, you know, the, the threats and intimidations continued. Um, my family and I got bumped from behind several times in our car, and they were like, oops, sorry, you know, like sarcastically or, you know, whatever. Um, 
you know, gang stalking started, you know, you really couldn't go anywhere without, you know, some kind of strange uh, harassments going on. Um, and, and this was in between all this, you know, I'm still reporting and filing new charges and everything and nothing was done. Um, and I'm just looking at my notes here and really it got to the point where, you know, I mean, I've gone to the U S attorney general's office, the attorney general's office in both New York and New Jersey, uh, law enforcement at several in several local levels, state level, uh, charges were filed. And I will say, you know, again, this is big business and the politics flow down guys, you know, this from all the people that have tried to report it. Uh, I mean, I had direct evidence. I mean, there was no doubt about it. They just made it clear. They didn't want, want to get involved. They just didn't want to address it. They just, in many cases I was ignored. Now with the exception of a handful of law enforcement, state people and a few federal people, there were some that stood up and tried to give me advice on how to protect me and my family, what to do, uh, how to file, you know, how to file uh, something formally, you know, et cetera. And, and for that, I'm extremely thankful because in hindsight, that's protected us at least to some degree. But again, most of this, the response was woefully inadequate and, and, and intentionally so. And in fact, um, I even filed charges with the uh, state commission of investigation and they were helpful at first and they opened the investigation and then mysteriously it just got squashed. It just got closed because again, you're talking about money flowing. You're talking about big companies, et cetera, et cetera. Now, um, so, you know, this goes on and on. It got to the point where, um, you know, there was another physical attack where I was attacked by a complete stranger in a taxi. I actually posted this, on my YouTube channel and I had direct evidence of it and it's posted on the YouTube channel, but the police refused to look at the evidence and, and wouldn't even let me file the charges. They basically tried to say, well, if you file charges, then the other guy's going to file charges. I'm like, about what? I was attacked. Look at the video. And they wouldn't do it. So it, it just crazy. It gets to crazy levels when you're talking about criminal politics, corruption, and big business. And you guys know this, I, you know, I don't have to, you know, keep hitting that point over and over, but really that's what it comes down to. And my directed energy weapon attacks, the things that, uh, you know, a lot of us experience here, I started being attacked from directed energy weapons in about 2000, end of 2013, 2014. And the, the odd thing was I had been communicating with a guy that I speak, spoken to several times. His name is Kevin Canada. And he's got a YouTube channel, um, Stop the Criminal CIA NWO. And he had emailed me, said, oh, well, wait till they start blasting you with frequencies or something or with radi radiation. He goes, they blast me out of bed every morning. And then like a month or two after that, it started. So, you know, <laughs> it's just one of those things where what we're going through here, guys, the, the, the key point is what we're going through here is a is a program it's a process it's not by accident it's not you know you may think that a couple individuals that you know you know or or you know enemies of yours may be involved and they may be they may be part of whatever corrupt entity or you know situation is doing this but realize that a lot of the things we all go through from coast to coast or even globally are so similar 
that there, there's a protocol for these people. There's a criminal protocol that they're following. And uh, that's, you know, important to note. I think you guys probably are aware of that, but just wanted to verbalize that. And, you know, I've had the range of bizarre things to, you know, uh, uh, you know, people, you know, complete strangers making references to me about being gang stalked or, you know, whatever. And, and you know that they're being put up to it to harass you or to make you feel intimidated or whatever. But uh, I lost my home to foreclosure in, in 2007, 2008 because of the blacklisting. You know, all of a sudden, you know, recruiters that were, you know, I was making very good money at the time, recruiters that would call me almost weekly for new jobs wouldn't even return my phone. Well, they slowly wouldn't return my phone call or they weren't getting responses from, man, you know, from the uh, companies, the manufacturers. So it got to be just horrific. And um, I've had uh, many vehicles vandalized, um, sabotaged. I had a wheel fall off a vehicle after the night before I saw some other vehicle in the parking lot near my vehicle. And I didn't think too much of it. I didn't know what they were doing, but I didn't, you know, my first thought wasn't to think they were doing something to my vehicle. They were just parked with like their parking lights on near my vehicle. And the next morning when I was driving uh, on like a secondary road, I guess you would call it. And uh, the, the front driver's side wheel fell off. And thank God I was okay, but I believe I have that posted as well on my YouTube channel. But, um, you know, my kids and I were rear-ended sitting at a light uh, by another vehicle that, that was... Uh, uh, somebody's got a mute there. Going on? Is there a noise? Yeah, there's some noise there. Okay, hold on. I'm going to go ahead. I usually mute the whole room. I'm a little tired today. Oh, my goodness. There's a lot of people unmuted. Hold on. Okay, so star eight for me. Yeah, I am a little tired. I completely forgot to do that. I'm looking for you. There you are. Go ahead, Matt. I'm sorry. I apologize. Okay, no, no problem at all. No problem. I just heard some banging or something in the background. But um, so uh, again, we were my kids and I were sitting at a light on Christmas Eve, and we were rear-ended by a vehicle doing probably 30 or 35 miles an hour. And there, the reasoning, thank God I had a, a Jeep and it was pretty heavy duty. The tailgate was smashed in, but it was drivable. Their vehicle was totaled, but they acted extremely strange to the point of, you know, they actually changed why they rammed right into me directly instead of swerving off like a few times. Oh, the brakes gave out. Oh, well, I didn't see you to the end. And I was sitting stopped at a light with my brake lights on. Um, you know, crazy stuff. And then when the officer came to the scene, I mentioned to him that I felt this might be so bizarre. It might be related to my whistleblowing and, uh, you know, targeting. And he said he would put it in the police report and never did. Um, I mean, there's just, there's, there's too many things for me to go through every single thing here on this call, but I'm giving you a flavor of, for what me and my family have been through. Um, and it's horrific. It's, it's to a point where, it's like the law and the system completely broke down is because of the big business involved because of the criminal politics and the corruption. And, you know, that's the other key point I want to make here. And I said it before, but I want to go into it a little bit more. Now, this is big business guys. There is people, I don't know if it's, you know, it may vary, but it's like, 
it's like corporate mafia. You know, they're, they're, there's people with money and power who are paying to have this done for whatever reason. It doesn't, you know, it may be for entertainment. It may be because you're a whistleblower. It may be because they don't like you personally. Maybe, you know, you don't know. But I do know that they're constantly, it appears from all the new people coming in to our group and the TIs, it appears that they need to keep folding new people into this. So they wouldn't be doing that if there wasn't a lot of money changing hands. And the, uh, some, I call, the, the difference between my situation and a lot of situations I think why my targeting is so severe, uh, I think there's been some other people that are even more severe, but mine's, I think, up there because I caught some of the people directly involved. You know, there, you know these things don't happen randomly. There's people choreographing and, and, and managing these things. And I caught some of the people directly. And why they're not behind bars yet is really the mystery, but, and really the... Um, the, the travesty, and this is why I'm looking forward to a, the class action lawsuit that Ella, you know, we're all working on here. Because once you, you know, they may be able to squash or put aside one or two or even ten people, but you get two, three, four thousand of us writing a page or two with some really direct preponderant evidence. Now you got something. Now you got something where, you know, it's. I hate to use this this dramatic example, but I, I think <laughs> I think it works. Is you know. Hitler and the slave owners and the slave trade executives didn't think that would ever end either. You know, they never thought that they'd be caught, prosecuted, and stopped. And I got to tell you, these people have another thing coming because it will, it will be stopped and prosecuted. There's no doubt. So, you know, just take hope in that and, um, you know, on we go. So, but the, um, so I was up to the, the uh, directed energy weapon attacks. Um, I've also gone, just, to, just as a matter of course here, I'll mention, I mean, I also went to our state senator, Senator Farley. And at first, it was a little hard getting hold of him, but at first, I, uh, you know, I was able to get him on the phone and we talked. But he, I mean, I know he's a very busy guy and he was very nice, but he was aggravated that I was bringing up these very, you know, I guess hot topics and points. And it basically, ended, you know, ended where, well, send me an email, you know, let me review the facts, and then we'll get you in. And then subsequently, I think it was like maybe three weeks later or something, he was out of that office. I don't know where, I don't know if he, I don't know. I, I think there was a restructuring or something. And then the new assemblyman who was taking his spot, I just got stonewalled. Like, I called the office so many times, and oh, well, you know, they're still not transitioned in yet, and, and I just couldn't get anywhere just like, you know, dozens of other things that I've tried. Um, uh, another thing that's, that's a really extreme example is I contacted the National Whistleblower Center in Washington, D.C., and they took my case, which there's only about one out of, from what they, they told me, one out of several thousand that they take. So they agreed that my, you know, very serious situation, a lot of direct evidence, a lot of very preponderant facts, so they assigned me an attorney. And the attorney, after going through with him, you know, sent him an overview on email, went through it with him. He said, Matt, you've got a very serious case here. And yes, you need to get this filed immediately. He goes, I'm leaving the country tomorrow. He goes, I'll be back next week. Let's get you in. And he lived out in Long Island. I live up in Albany or outside of Albany. And long and short of it was 
he called me once while he was away and he said, well, it looks like maybe next Wednesday or Thursday, call the office on Monday and let me know which day works for you. So I called the office and said, yeah, I think I can make it there Thursday. Please confirm back to me. I never heard from him again. And I emailed and I called and talked to his office and, and I just couldn't get a response. And that type of thing has happened to me more times than I can count. It's happened to me. I contacted a local newspaper in New Jersey, and I tried, uh, I don't even know, half a dozen times, it has to be five or six times, to send an email overview of the situation, and it would never get through to them. And then when I called and I said, well, what can I do? Then they, then they started acting weird. At first, they were very receptive and wanted to hear about it, and then then they started acting strange, like you just better drop this kind of thing. So this is the level of depravity and corruption and criminal. I mean, it's just, and they try to alienate and isolate you thinking that they're going to keep it under, you know, keep it under, uh, under the lid, you know, keep it uh, covered up. And, and that's the thing we can't let happen. We have to continue to put all of our situations out there, both individually and collectively. And uh, that's how we're going to break down their, Scum network, I guess. <laughs> Excuse my language, but that's the only way I can think of how to describe it. Um, so, you know, so, so my experience with being a targeted individual really runs the gamut. Um, you know, I've tried everything from local to federal. Um, and, and the other thing uh, I want to make clear here too, guys, uh, you know, I, there's not, you know, somebody says, well, who's responsible? I love when, when somebody tries to do that. Because it's kind of like they want to make it seem like, you know, that it's a crazy conclusion to think that there's so many people involved in this. But there are. That's why I use the term mafia. It may not be quite, quote unquote, the traditional mafia, or it, or it may be, you know. But the point is, is that I think Kate, the, my, my uh, moderator in this area, has said it really well. She said, well, you know, this is the new the way that they do things, you know, the, the, the criminal groups, mafia groups are doing things nowadays. You know, it's this covert, you know, there's technology and there's ways to do this to people. Now, I, again, I don't think there's any one entity or one, you know, company, but it crosses a lot of lines because of the big business, because of the money involved. And if I had to say in my estimation, which entity is most involved, it would be the CIA. Because, again, one of the people I sued made direct references to his involvement with them and what, they can, what he can do to people with his contacts through that, that entity. And also, I will say that, you know, it's such a hypocritical situation. You know, you read all the time, oh, the CIA is not involved in, in domestic affairs. Yet, they are, I could tell you from my experiences, and you guys have probably seen this too, it's like when I talk about something or, or talk to an individual person or on the phone, whatever, there's instant backlash and weird reactions from people, complete strangers who work at restaurants or the store or whatever. And it's not in my mind. I've got it videoed and audioed. And some of that is on my YouTube channel. So, and it's so bizarre. Like, like you guys, I'm sure, can, can come up, you know, uh, when I open the floor for questions or whatever, feel free to share. <laughs> I always like hearing you know, it's almost, uh, it's, you know, you laugh because it's better than crying, I guess. 
sometimes it's so preponderantly bizarre. The stuff they pull is so weird, you know, but it's really, there's patterns and it's obvious. And it's like, they just want you to be, feel ill at ease. And, you know, they want to, they don't want to embolden you to report this. They want you to be meek and meager and they want you to suffer uh, quietly. So, you know, but I, that would be my estimation of it that unfortunately there's a lot of corruption for sale. And when you're talking about being a targeted individual, it's kind of like whatever corruption they can buy. And that includes, you know, in recent years, um, my situation has escalated to where (laughs) they broke into my apartment and stole a safe that contained some of the direct evidence. Thank God, not all. And a lot of it I did have backed up or at least a good portion but they stole just the safe with the evidence, not anything else. And when I followed up with the police, you know, there were a couple that were very sympathetic and very um, like, you know, wow, you know, and, and, and helpful. But even them over time, over like the next month, month and a half, me following up, they just stopped returning my phone calls. Which is, I mean, <laughs> you know, it's kind of like, well, why would you do that? Why wouldn't you at least say, no, we don't have any, you know, it's just bizarre. And that's over and over and over and over again. And it doesn't matter what the situation, it just gets stymied because it, because it's escalated in my case. And I would imagine that in other PIs cases, because I've heard their stories, it escalates to a conspiracy against rights where, where it's not just them attacking you. They want to be able to cover up their attacks and continue to do it. And um, I've had, it, it, and they will stop at nothing at not only silencing you, but discrediting and defaming you. This is another mind-blowing situation in my, uh, in my case. The New York State Police caught several people trying to fabricate a crime against me, trying to make up that I committed a crime and they caught them doing it. And, but then it, it gets even more bizarre from there. So I was extremely thankful for them catching it and documented and all that stuff. But I wanted them prosecuted and sued. And I got stonewalled with that. So I tried to contact, you know, go all the way up the ranks and got no response. And I finally did a FOIA request to try to get the individual's names involved. And... I got, I got the response from the FOIA request, and everything was blacked out. Everything. Wow. They, were actually, they actually covered up everything. So I had no recourse for people that tried to commit fraud. And, and, and on top of it, I said to the trooper, the, the one, there was a couple stand-up, you know, one guy was a real stand-up trooper, and he said, this is ridiculous. Like, he was like, I agree. You know, he was, he was like beside himself. <laughs> pretty much right from the start because he, he figured it out first because their story kept changing. And I was like, what are you talking about? I, w- I walked down the street. I didn't talk to anybody. What are they talking about? And then it changed from, did you talk to this person? No. Oh, did you attack this person? And their story kept changing. And I'm like, no. And then finally they found somebody that corroborated what I was saying. Plus, and this is where I'll get into one of my, one of my you know, and Ella, you can let me know how I'm doing time-wise because I'm trying to move through the last 12 years, you know, you know summary. What? Take, take your time. I'll just limit my questions. So 
you know, you're actually answering a lot of questions that come up, so just take your time. There's no rush. Okay, great. We have a four-hour call. <laughs> <laughs> well, gee, I don't know. I think my jaw is going to kind of hurt after that. but uh, Yeah, um, you don't have to stay that long. It's as long as you want to be here. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. It's great. It's great. It's good for me because, it, again, it kind of uh, – it's an outlet. It's a it's – a, uh, it's um, yeah, it's a experience just to get the story out. I've heard that. Right, right, right. And and just kind of, uh, you know, uh, identify and relate with other TIs here. And, and you know, if, if my unfortunate, me and my family's unfortunate experiences can help somebody, then it's, you know, it's worth it. So, um, I agree. Thanks for sharing. But um, so the uh, they finally found someone that would corroborate. And this one trooper was like, this this is crazy, blah, 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 blah. But he, he was like limited. And then, and then all of a sudden, he started emphasizing to me that he had to go for military training now. I, I was like, what? He was like, yeah, I, they now want me to go for military training. I'm like, well, what? And I, I kind of wondered, like, why would he share that with me? You know? And it's almost like the sense I get, and he wouldn't say this, he didn't say this, and I don't know this. I'm concluding this. But this, from my experiences, there's a battle going on, guys. There's a war in our government going on. There, there's, there's people that are, you know, believe in the Constitution, the law, democracy, everybody equal rights under the law and everything. There are. There's a lot more people that believe in that. But there's a very, very fast-growing sub-shadow government that is trying to undermine everything and control everything and not for the good. They're doing it to, you know... The, the system they're trying to create by making us targeted individuals and, and they're trying to make a system that will tolerate and facilitate targeted individuals so they will have ultimate control over everyone. Who gets a job? Who gets what's job? Who dates who? Who gets married to? Who owns a house? Who rents? Who has a lot of money? Who has some? This is what they're trying to do, in my opinion. And, and, it, and, and I can say that with certainty within my situation. Uh, you know, it's been 12 years, and I've struggled over 12 years to have one year. I think my best year in the last, in the last well, 10 years anyway, um, my best year, I think I've made not even half of what I was making prior to the whistleblowing. And you think that's by accident? You think that's just random? No. So that's the level of stalking. And, and, and a lot of this, again, you know, you would, you would like to think that each company and the name on each company is only what that company does. You know, we sell widgets. Okay, great. You're the, but a lot of these people have money and they, they, they think that they want, they want to be mini dictators. And they want to just, you know, so you don't know what else, to, where that money's flowing from these companies and everything. And unfortunately, there's tolerance for it. You know, they, they let it go on. And when companies, you know, you guys see it in the, in the newspapers, when, when a company does something wrong criminally and they catch them on a really mass basis, like some, you know, say a drug company or, um, you know, whatever. It doesn't matter what kind of company. They do something that hurts the general public. There's very few times they go to prison. There's some kind of, what do they call it, deferred prosecution where, where, they, where they pay a, a sum of money. What, what the heck is that? That's, that's a cost of doing business to these companies. So the point that I'm making in a long-winded way here is that you have to, uh, uh, you know, I want people to get the scale and scope of what I believe is going on here. And I have virtual, I'm virtually certain of it because of the evidence I have. 
Now, your targeting individually may be less so, it may be more so. I hope not. But the point I'm making to you is everybody needs to know the scale and scope of what we're dealing with here. And that doesn't mean, again, I'll go into, and I started to go into it a little already, we all need to have hope and we need to stand up together. Okay, and there is a way to solve this and solve it for everybody and do a lot of good for the world in the process. But it's going to take a large effort and it's going to take, you know, it's going to take everybody, you know, the, the one thing, there's a saying that I adhere to and, and always uh, admired. Um, can't remember who made the quote, but it's the only, nece- the only thing necessary for the triumph of evil is for good men to do nothing. And what that means is, you know, unfortunately, you know, a lot of evil, sick, psychotic criminals, greedy, uh, you know, literally evil people, they may not be the brightest, you know, brightest people out there, but a lot of evil people are organized. You know, they're together, they're, 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 they're plotting and they're scheming, they conspire. You know, and, and it's, a, it's a real disinformation thing for them to put out there, um, you know, uh, conspiracy theorists. You know, that's how they discredit, right? You know, oh, he's a conspiracy theorist. Well, well, that's what people do. People conspire. You can either conspire for good or for evil, right? But, but they've made it into like, oh, it's a conspiracy theory. Well, you know, conspiracy theories, some become conspiracy facts. And in fact, it's really ludicrous because the whole basis for the law is based on the word conspiracy. If you go read statutes, it'll say conspiracy to commit this. Conspira-. So, so it's such a hypocritical thing for them to try to label people as conspiracy theorists when you know, that's a word used in law more frequently than almost any other. But um, so, so really, again, another thing to take away is this is a very serious situation that is a big business funded. You know, it's not a couple of guys in a garage, you know, although again, it's going to filter down to that level, you know, but make no mistake about it. This flows from on high and, and a lot of the calls that I've been on, you know, and, and this, I don't know either. Some some, you know, I'll tell you when something, you know, happened and it's a fact and I have evidence versus theory, this is a theory too, but I'm also pretty certain about this, that at some level, the, the, you know, wherever this flows up to ultimately, whether there's, you know, billionaires on an island or whatever, the bottom line is, yeah, I think some of it's just entertainment, you know, sick entertainment. They want to see, you know, they're watching either via satellite or whatever, but really it's, it's, there, there's budgets that have been created for this. I believe at the government level, and, and privately, you know, budgets that may look like they're for one thing, but they're being used for this. And the whole, you know, we, we are, unfortunately, targeted individuals are cash cows. They're, 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 we're being profited off of. We're being exploited. And how I know that, or how my evidence of that, again, there's a channel. I meant to send this to Ella this week. I'm going to try to do it this coming week. Uh, there's a channel. And the channel's name is Stop the Criminal CIA NWO. All one word, all together. Stop the Criminal CIA NWO. The guy's channel is Kevin Canada. I've never met him, but he, I've talked to him on the phone, and he's got some of the most incredible research 
going into government budgets, he found a budget, a, a several billion dollar budget that is used for these corrupt entities to siphon off, to make it look like they're legitimately using the budget for legality purposes when it's really just a further gang stalking and you know targeted individual harassment and all this other stuff look at his channel i i urge you guys to do it he's got some really incredible research and footage um and i'll try to forward that to ella this week i've got to go find out which video it was that i saw it and uh, and forward that but anyway so there, there's strong evidence out there and and we're we as targeted individuals are starting to figure out how the whole system works of being a targeted individual, what they're trying to do. Why, you know, it's like, why are they spending so much time? You know, even my landlord, you know, because I've talked to him about the directed energy weapon attacks and he looked at me the other day and he's starting to get it. He looks at me and he says, he says, boy, you think these people would have something else better to do? And we were both really silent. And then a few seconds later he goes, well, maybe this is their job. And I said, now you got it, Randy exactly what's going on so and and here's another mind-blowing fact when you think about the validity of the amount of resources being put toward doing this to people i and i don't know if this is correct i read this on a youtube channel last week that almost 50 percent of the united states works for the government so you start to say to yourself if that's right if even if it's 46 percent well, you could see what they're doing. It's like basically like, hey, we're going we're gonna to take all the tax money. We're going to do what we want. You're parasites. And we're going to decide who are the parasites and who have, have freedom and opportunity and everything else. So very interesting. You know, again, these, that, though, these are hypotheses on my end. You know, my experiences are one thing. But, but my experiences have led me to do research, which have brought me to, to a lot of these hypotheses. So you guys can draw your own, and, and please feel free, to, feel free to comment when Ella opens up the floor there. But um, let me just review some of my notes here. Trying to move on and not get stuck on any one topic too much. So uh, that kind of brings me in my targeted individual uh, history here. Um, I, I filed a federal lawsuit in Albany. I believe it was... I think it was 2015, um, 2014, 2015. And uh, I, I was not able to get an attorney. I filed it. Uh, I filed it on my own. Um, oh, God, what's that word? Pro, not pro bono. Pro bono is free. Um, well, the word meaning yourself. <laughs> um, but I filed it on my own. Yeah, I and, don't know the, no legal terms at all. I wish I could help you. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I, 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 rem I just can't remember right now. It's like, uh, pro se, pro se. I think it's pro se. Yeah, pro se. That sounds familiar. So you're probably right. Yeah, I filed it pro se. Now I, I wasn't, you know, that's a whole nother thing. My, the attorneys. So, so to, again, to talk about how much this whole system is rigged against targeted individuals, or you know, the, you know, in favor of the politics and the big business and the corruption. Um. So I went to several attorneys, you know, and again, I told you my national whistleblower center example, that was one extreme example, but I went to another, one of the largest attorneys in Albany 
and he looked at everything. I went through tremendous grief putting everything together to try to go sit and talk to him. Finally got in, got about half an hour of his time at no charge so he could review it. And he said, Matt, you have a very – same thing the whistleblower center attorney said. You've got a very serious case here. Um, you know, yes, it's a very serious criminal situation that you must address. You know, you, I think you're probably in danger. You know, all these – he validated all my concerns, which was great. You know, it wasn't like he was like, you know, you're paranoid, you're imagining. But the next thing he said was even worse. He just said, well, he goes, you, you've got a very big case here, but I'm not going to handle it. And I said, why? And he said, well, in not so many words, I don't remember exactly how he worded it. Basically, it would swallow his, his law firm. Meaning like, see, what's happening, things are so bad that it's like it's, it, from, from the corrupt entities and individuals and the criminal po politics point of view, from their point of view, it's like a game of whack-a-mole. It's like somebody stands up or a company stands up, or an individual, or an entity, and they just bash them back down. And they will go as far, as, in my estimation, to sabotage an entire company, a town, um, you know, it doesn't matter who. And, you know, some other TIs have commented to me, well, what I'm describing is really the war on conservatives, and I think that may be part of the larger issue. It's much worse than that. I mean, conservatism, liberalism, I mean, you know, you can be a liberal viewed person and it has nothing to do with whether or not you're a good person. But yeah, I do think conservative people tend to maybe look at the facts a little more and kind of go hard on that rather than liberal people who kind of maybe look at more surrounding circumstances and discount facts a little, perhaps. But I really don't think it ha – I, I think that is going on. I think there's a war against conservatism too. But I think, you know, what's going on with us is just – it's really it's, – it's organized crime and corruption is really the overarching umbrella because it's criminal and it's organized. Now – and it's, and it's corruption and it's basically collusion. Um, the thing in my research over the years I found out, which is just shockingly disturbing, is that, you know, again, the government's gotten so big – that there's all these rogue splinter groups of the CIA, of these different things that it's almost like they can't keep track of them. And if somebody wants to flash their clearance to law enforcement or whatever, and they can just get away with criminality. So that is definitively going on in my estimation. And this is why, again, it, we need a class action. Because we need to show by the preponderance of thousands of TIs of the lack of due process, the lack, you know, there are good judges that want to do the right thing. But, I mean, let's face it, when you have things that happen to even a Supreme Court judge like Anton Scalia, I think his last name was, why there wasn't a full criminal investigation into his death in the middle of the desert in Texas is beyond me. I don't want to get into, you know, all different political, you know, global or national events but that it, it to me is indicative of the larger picture You're like guys what's going on you know um so anyway uh, again i don't want to go too far down that rabbit hole right at the moment here but again the the message being you know realize the scope of what's going on um now 
you know, I also now I want to move into a little bit. So I filed that lawsuit, uh, and I'm going to kind of end my um, history part of the call here with this these last couple editions uh, here. So filed the lawsuit in Albany, federal lawsuit. I did get somebody through the Legal Aid Center to help me with the process and the forms and was able to do it, got it together. And the premise, the, the main legal um, statute and premise that I used, which is just extremely obvious in my case with the physical attacks and the, the, the defamation, the harassment, the gang stalking, all that. And it is, should be for a lot of us, I believe, especially the, the, the more serious targeted individuals, you know, the ones that are really high value targets for these criminal entities. Um, it's called conspiracy against rights and it's an actual federal statute. You can look it up. And I think it's something, it goes something to the effect of when two or more people conspire to injure or oppress or attack or kill uh, an individual, that is the conspiracy, the statute of conspiracy against rights. And if that violation results in the death of a person, it can result in life in prison. And even without that, uh, the maximum term for conspiracy, uh, one charge of conspiracy against rights is 30 years. And the, the thing that ran across my mind, both when I filed the lawsuit and now is <laughs> there's several hundred counts of it. And, and I mean, in, in my case, really obvious, well-documented. Um, and that's, you know, that's the most serious stuff. But then you have all the due process violations. You have all the discriminatory, you know, it's like because I'm a targeted individual, I'm being treated differently in the system, um, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, so I, I urge you guys to look up that statute because that is going to be a key linchpin in our in my estimation, is will be the key linchpin in our um, class action because of how applicable it is to our situation. I mean, you have a lot of people conspiring to oppress targeted individuals, attack, injure, uh, whatever, you know, deny rights, etc. So I filed it. I got a response back from the court that made, was the most bizarre document I've ever seen in my life. It made no sense. They just basically denied it. They just wouldn't. It was like, hear, hear no evil, see no evil. Like, you know. And their reasoning was, was I failed to state a claim. I don't, I don't know what they mean. It, it's to this day, I still don't know. So I did a little research on it to try to figure out like where... Like, why would they, you know, I, here's the statute, here's the evidence, it's preponderant, it's not like I think, I feel, it's like, here's, you know, I've got video, audio, you know, and um, I did research and I found that other TIs, and I'll name some of them right now, who filed a same type lawsuit, got the same response, almost with the same wording. So uh, the one TI that I'm referring to was Dr. Catherine Horton, if you're familiar with her. I believe Ellis had her on her podcast. So when I researched that, I, could, I, was, I my jaw dropped to the floor. 
when she was reciting what their response was. I'm like, I'm like that's the word. I'm holding my document from the court in, federal court in Albany that says the same darn thing. So there's a protocol. There's an actual response protocol for TIs. Oh, oh this one's standing up. Oh, this, this one's a problem. Upset. Okay, send the response template. Plug it in. That's kind of what's going on here. And that just floored me. So that's when, again, I, I really, I was very upset when I saw that and very discouraged and very, I was like, what in the hell? Like, these people are just conscientiously, it's like, they're not only denying you of your rights, they're opening up the floor for further attacks. They're like clearing the way. And I was like, this is, this is ridiculous. This has got to stop. So that's why I was so uh, enthused and just overjoyed when I found Ella's group because this is what we need to do. The only way we're going to get around that cookie-cutter response is to band together with all our evidence, you know, succinctly summarized. You know, I would urge each, every target individual to work on their summary. I've got mine together, you know. Work on your summary. Keep an ongoing, you know, timeline of events, vlog, um, audio and video evidence. I keep a strict audio and video diary, um, and I have for many years, uh, you know, so you can refer to this. It's kind of like, you know, whatever they try to pull and fabricate on you or discredit you or whatever, it's, you'll just be like, hey, let's go to the videotape. Hey, let's go to the audio tape. Nothing, I have another saying, nothing stops an opinion like a fact. So, you know, we need to take this, and, and honestly, my estimation is with how fast this corruption is moving and with all the other negative things going on, which again, I could get into my hypotheses, hypotheses uh, about, you know, I feel that this targeted individual situation is related to Agenda 21, if you're familiar. And the reason why I feel it's related is because I cannot fathom any other way that our government would, would, would allow citizens to be treated like this in their own borders. Unless there was some, it's kind of like, you know, Agenda 21 talks about depopulation and the world's overpopulated and we need to depopulate and all blah, 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 blah. And it's kind of like, well, you know, oh, if something happens to people, oh, well, you know, and I know that in my circumstances, a lot that has been pulled on me and my family, they try to make it look like an accident, but it's overtly obvious it's not. And yet they tolerate it. Yet it's like, oh, well, you know, hey. So, so just again, you know, <laughs> you know while I'm painting this big, big picture, uh, I don't want people to get more upset, even though it is daunting. But you need to, you know, it's kind of like you need to know your enemy. You need to know what these criminals are about and what they're pulling. So that's why I'm sharing these thoughts with you and the, my conclusions and the, and the evidence, you know, and how, why I drew, you know, why I got to this, uh, these conclusions and, you know, some of the, the really strong facts and uh, situations that have happened to me and my family. So you guys can, you know, it'll shorten your learning curve. You know, some of you may be beyond even where I'm at. Uh, and again, I'm, I always have, you know, I always look at it like there's things for me to learn. Because, uh, you know, in this situation, it's ever-evolving. 
but but if I can shorten anyone's learning curve and not let you go through some of the pain that me and my family have gone through just trying to protect ourselves, just trying to get justice, just trying to you know feel like you have some control over your safety in your life, you know, then then that's a good thing, you know, if I can do that. Um and, you know, again, I want to just mention a few other uh, – so, so file the lawsuit, got the bizarre response. That's where that's at. Um, you know, there's also ongoing efforts to – you know, I, I was, had a job for a year and a half. My career was finally starting to pick up again. I was top guy in the region here in New York uh, in sales as a sales manager. Had 10 people report to me. Was number one in the country several months last year. And all of a sudden, they just let go our whole division. And when I met with the VP that was making that decision and said, I'm number one in the region, you know, he's like, well, we just wanted more out of this area, you know, blah, blah, and like wouldn't even go into it. So again, you guys can, you know, maybe that's, maybe it's random. I, uh, you know, the fact that that's happened numerous times over the last 12 years makes me think not, but Hey, you know, so once again, I'm, you know, short end of the stick trying to figure out what to do, but, uh, so that's really, you know, kind of gets us up to date here on my situation. Pretty horrific. Uh, the, the one thing also, uh, I think it was, I'm trying to think of what her name was that mentioned. Yeah, Kim, uh, I, I applaud so much. You, you, you know, uh, I'm on these calls and I'm so impressed with the intelligence of, that's the other thing I want to say is that, you know, I don't think it's a mistake, guys, that, most TIs are very intelligent, articulate, seemingly, I don't know you guys, but seemingly good people. And I believe that's because we fit, it's like, it's the same MO because we pose a threat to them. You know, if you're a good stand-up person that can't be, you know, like there's nothing anybody could ever give me to treat somebody else the way I've been treated. Never. It's just not, like, I can't believe that somebody would would do the things that they're doing to people. Now, I think in some cases, the gang stalkers and the people that are put up to the various attacks and defamation and harassment, I, I think sometimes they may know what they're doing and sometimes they may not. But either way, like how much, I hate to say it, but how much of a weak person must you be if somebody says, hey, I'll give you such and such to go over there and harass this person or do this? I'd be like, no, I'm not going to do that, you know. Yeah, it's just, it's incredible to me, the, the lack of integrity that must be out there for this to go on, because it's just like, it's just mind boggling to me. But, um, you know, so I also want to say for the people that are new TIs, every, I think all TIs experience the really bizarre stuff and you can feel comfortable talking about it, even though it's real in your mind, you, it's like, it's, it's mind boggling the level even the small things they do, you know, it gets to the point with me where they'll have, you know, street theater, you know, I'll go walk into a restaurant and they'll be like, it's like they know whether it's neural monitoring or mind reading or just anticipatory stalking or whatever, you know, I'll go to walk into a restaurant and there'll be a gang stalker outside, you know, wearing, you know, billboarding some kind of shirt that may mean something you know, you know, whatever message like, uh, you know, they're trying to send for that day and staring at you. And then all of a sudden they'll turn up the music when you walk into the restaurant, you know, 
to try to, you know, it's mind control. It's, it's them trying to intimidate you and gang up on you and make you feel helpless that they've got everything rigged against you and they're going to, you know, try to drive you crazy or, uh, or uh, you know, just ruin any experience in your life that you want. That is also pretty preponderant. It's almost daily, and some days it's all day long. So I don't want anyone to feel that you're alone in that. That's a typical, and really, Ella has talked about this before. It's a Stasi tactic. That's similar. They didn't have the technology, you know, in World War II that they do now. I mean, they had more than you think, but, you know, they didn't have satellite radio and all this other stuff that they could turn on a dime. Um, But those are the same type of tactics, you know, to make you feel helpless and controlled and manipulated. And and they just cower down. They want you to sit in the corner and not say anything. And I just won't give into it. I just, sometimes I'll say direct, I'll say something directly to the people. You know, you know, I don't get into it with them. I'm not going to ruin my day by, you know, I'm not going to start an argument with them unless they do something that would warrant that. But I may say something to you like, Hey, I may say something to them like, Hey, nice shirt. (laughs) You know, or I may just say to the people in the restaurant, I'm like, I'm like, boy, that music got loud all of a sudden. And then they'll like, some of them get aggravated that I'm smiling about it. You know? So that's the way to handle it. You try to, try to not sweat the small stuff. You say like you got to pick and choose your battles. You know, you, you got to decide what you're going to make a stand on because, you know, you only have so much energy and you've got other things in your life you've got to do. Um, but, but these are some of the tactics, tactics they use. And they think that it's smart. Well, oh, wow. You know, look at us. Look at what we can do. And to me, it's just pathetic, evil criminality and cowardice. They can't face you one-on-one, really. So they pull all these maneuvers. And it's just disgusting. They're just pathetic uh, individuals, evil, evil, corrupt criminals. So that kind of concludes my overview. What I wanted to do is, is uh, just some, some summary points and uh, tips. You know, again, these are just my thoughts, guys. All, you know, the, the facts are the facts and the things pulled on me. I, you know, try to impart an overview to you guys. And some of it is just ridiculously overt. Some of it is covert, but well-documented. And, you know, clear violations of the law, both civil and criminal. But a lot of these, you know, my summaries are, are what I've taken away from it. And I think a lot of people will come to the same conclusion. Some of you may not. Some of you may say, hey, well, I don't agree with this or that. And that's fine. But... Uh, but I want to impart some of this to you. And, and you know... Everybody's got to find what works for them to motivate you, keep you positive, healthy, and moving forward. But what works for me, and, and, you know, I've always exercised. I've always, you know, I'm 51 years old and, thank God, very healthy still, despite efforts to the contrary. Um, And uh, I'm not on any medications uh, you know, um, I, you know, I exercise once or twice a day, five or six days a week, really intense exercise because I, I believe your body needs that. It's like, you know, use it or lose it. And I meditate. Um, I meditate every morning for at least 10 minutes, usually sometimes 20. And, you know, for those that want to talk about that offline, we can do that. Uh, I've been doing that for 20 years. And, um, 
I, I don't really get sick. I don't get the flu. I don't get, you know, and I believe that has a lot to do with it, but, um, you know, and, and also prayer. I mean, again, you know, what you believe individually is your beliefs. I mean, you're entitled to that, you know, prayer may not be your thing, but I'm, you know, I, I can't say I'm very religious, but I am very spiritual. And, um, you know, it helps. It helps. You know, it keeps in my opinion, prayer keeps you grounded and centered, meaning like it, you don't get too off in a direction. You know, you know, we're, we're all on lease here. We're not buying anything. So we can forget that we can get so caught up in our daily lives with all these different things happening to us and all these horrific situations. And it can be extremely stressful. Um, you know, right now is again a very, very stressful time for me being out of work again. Uh, my daughter graduating college next month and just struggling to figure out how I'm going to get by until I get a job. Uh, really tough. But prayer for me helps because it reminds you that, you know, it's kind of like, sure, I want to make a nice living and I like nice clothes and cars and all that. Of course, all that worldly stuff. And you know, I like it. I mean, there's nothing, but, but it in priority order. You know, you got to, you know, it's like you, you know, it's like uh, for me, it's, you know, your, your God, your, your family and your health are all right in that top tier. Then it's your job, social activities, everything. Now, there's a lot of people who say, well, gee, you know, yeah, but, you know, your, your job's got to come first because if you don't have, well, it's kind of like, yeah, you know, if you want to be a good person in this world, it's a dichotomy, right? You know, you know, it, unfortunately, and that gap is widening. It's like you want to be a good person and raise good people for this world, you know, in this world, good people, but you want to make a nice living, you know, in this world, you know, you can't, you can't always just be focused on your spirit, spirituality, but it, it, it's so sad because we shouldn't have to, you know, you shouldn't have to, uh, you know, like some of these evil people, you know, sell your soul just to make a nice living in this world, you know, and, and to me, that's just not an option. So, but the point is, is that, you know, prayer for me keeps me centered and it keeps me um, moving forward. You know, it, it just, you know, I, you know, it's like every day, it's like you do the right thing and you go from there. And if you don't each day go back to that center point, you can just get so wound up and so upset. Uh, so prayer helps me with that, too. Um, on an exercise basis, I do high intensity interval training. And what I've been able to achieve in the last few years doing that is amazing. I'm just so pleased with it. I'm, and again, YouTube to the rescue, that, that channel, these, uh, that, that media, YouTube has saved my life. It really has because, uh, everybody knows as you get older, it gets dif more difficult to stay in shape and everything. And with the routines I found on there and some of the people I follow, it is just, it just, uh, it, it's my, it's a very powerful tool in the, uh, in the health arsenal, you know? So, uh, and I, of course, I run, I do jog a couple times a week and do sprints and lift weights and all that stuff. But anyway, so I can't emphasize enough how important it is to find what works for you guys. You have to give something back. If you're a TI, you have to give something back to your mind and your body. You have to do it. You know, for some people, it may just be reading. Maybe it's walking. Maybe it's hiking. I do some of that too. You know, whatever it is. But you, I recommend you do something that's very intense because, you know, it's like, uh, you know, if you were a caveman or cavewoman, 
you know, you didn't sit around the cave, you know, you, you, you ran outside, sprinted, you got your food, you carried it up a cliff, you know, and I'm just saying that because it's kind of like our bodies were meant designed to be used. And if you don't, that's where all these ailments come in. You know, you have to challenge it. You have to clear out your arteries. You have to, you know, you have to do it. And especially if you're a TI, it's extremely stressful. You know, I, I mean, even with all this, I'm sure there are days where my blood pressure shoots up. But for the most part, it's, it's excellent because I, I work at it, you know. And I just can't expre- express to you guys, you know, the best thing you can do for yourself and as some, a, little, a little bit of justice along the way, the, the, the healthier you are and the more positive you stay, it's going to, excuse the language, but it's going to piss off these scumbags. It's going to, you come out of the house and you smile and you, you know, you, you feel good and you look good. And, you know, it's going to drive them berserker. <laughs> and that's kind of, kind of justice. Cause I see like, again, you know, it's like you become sensitive. You can see the situation ebb and flow based on what's going on with you. You know, your particular gang stalkers, whoever is assigned to you or whatever they're do, you know, the particular people for that day, you know, they're getting a read on you. And if you're in good spirits and everything, they are failing terribly. So remember that, that it's all our job as TI to stay positive and stand up. And no matter what, always be a whistleblower, always report, even if you get discouraged, because the more of us that do it, we're just going to make it so expensive and difficult for them to continue. And eventually we're going to get prosecutions and, you know, if we can shut down a couple companies and, and sue some entities for, to the tune of, you know, four, five, six hundred million dollars and destroy some of them, I think eventually this is going to stop. So, you know, that's my thought on that. Um, so, you know what? That really kind of does, does it for my summary. And um, that's really it, Ella. That's really all I have. Uh, you know, again, I, I just want to, you know, end with the fact that there is hope. Uh, you know, we're, we're the, you know, we're it. Uh, we have each other in, in this TI community. You know, our unfortunate experiences can benefit and help others. Yeah, I agree. Uh-huh. And I, I really think the community is like the silver lining out of the whole thing. And, you know, and I love how you ended it, um, the points you made and what you do that works for you to keep your spirits up, to keep you motivated. Um, to, you know, just what works for you. And I really, really appreciate that you took the time to do that. So I guess at this point, I'm going to go ahead and open up the floor. And I do want to know, maybe I'll just ask you, what evidence did you have when you won your case? Uh, What did you do to kind of prove uh, that this was going on? Again, I have, you know, when this all started, I instantly started thinking of ways to show what was going on. So, so the first thing I did was I started sending emails as soon as it would happen, and I started keeping like a, a, a spreadsheet. So I had that in the company, and I started to go to my immediate supervisor. And he was kind of as baffled as I was and really ill at ease with, he was like, what? He goes, You're, you, know, uh, you know, of all the different things that were happening to me, including threats, you know, physical threats. And, you know, my first, you know, instinct was to punch the guy in the teeth, but then I'd be wrong. So I was trying to handle it correctly. And as things escalated and I kept going back to the company and they did nothing, 
then I started to piece together what they were doing to other people and as a whole in aggregate. And that's when I went to the authorities. But what I did eventually, I started recording everything. I started recording everything. Mm-hmm. And to this day, and again, then, then as I went to the different entities out there and they gave me more tips on how to index things and when to report how, the format to put things in. Like there were some good people in the state of New Jersey. Uh, one of the investigators, you know, in detail went through, okay, here's what you do, Matt. When this happens, you call me, you got to write it. Like he gave me like a specific way to do it that they, you know, um, uh, uh, what's the word? you know, the uh, protocol format, you know, that, that is helpful. And that was, you know, again, that shortened my learning curve that gave me, you know, uh, a way to fight back, you know, to document. So for years, you know, it started off with just, you know, written uh, email um, and then it escalated to video and audio. And then, and again, I was amazed at how stupid some of these people were with their, you know, bragging about their, uh, affiliations and what they can do to people and what they've done. And it was just, I just got to the point where I'm like, this is insane. You know, what, why are these people this side of prison bars? And so anyway, that, does that answer your question? Ella? It does. Yeah. Thank you. Um, let's see. I'm going to go to, I'm not sure if she had a question or not. Dear in the headlights. Hold on. Dear, did you want to ask him a question? Um, no, thanks. I'm good. He answered it. Thank you. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna, so go ahead and start if you guys have questions. California, hi. Hello. Hi. Oh, you're talking to me? <laughs> sure am. You had your hand up. Do you have a question? Yeah, yeah. Um, is he willing to name the company that he uh, originally brought the lawsuit against? Well, I'd rather not get into that right now. I mean, I could, but the thing is, we're going to be filing this class action. And I can tell you that it was in the pet food industry. Okay. I was, was just pet- curious if I recognized the company. And what will happen is, as we get this class action filed, you guys will see, I'm sure, because, you know, you will see the the uh, the references to all that based on, I want to get uh, advice from the attorney because, you know, when I settled it, you know, they, they were quick to settle. They, they, you know, they were pushing me to settle and my attorney mm-hmm. uh, when I filed it. And they settled it and it was for five figures plus. It wasn't a lot of money, but it was significant. And... um they tried to build in all these illegal terms about, you know, confidentiality and all this stuff. Okay. Yeah. And one more question. Um, uh, I lost uh, internet capability a couple of days ago. Do you have contact information, phone or text that doesn't require internet? <laughs> Um, sure. I mean, uh, Ella, how do you usually handle that? I mean, I don't mind giving, I, I would prefer people contact me on email first, uh, but yeah. I'm okay. I'm, you know, I mean, how do you usually handle that, Ella? Well, it depends on the person. Some people, they don't want to give out any information, so the person will email me and I'll forward it to the person, 
or if you have an email set up, yeah, you can give your email um, if you're interested in taking emails from people. Um, just you can uh, state it now, and maybe at the end of the call, it's up to you. Well, uh, you know what I think I'm going to do, Ella. I mean, I think probably it would be wise. Correct me if I'm wrong. To um, maybe set up a new email just for targeted individuals. That's a good idea. Most of us yeah. have that. Yes. Yeah. Okay, why don't I do that, and then I'll forward it to you, Ella, and you can forward it out to everybody. Okay, sounds good. Okay. okay. Because I would love to, let me just also say to you guys, I would love to hear from anyone and everyone. You know, uh, you know. obviously I'm going through a tough time trying to get back on my feet again career-wise, but uh, I'll get back to you as soon as I can. And for now, if you want to contact me today or tomorrow, if it's something fresh in mind, Forward it right to Ellen, she'll forward it on to me, and I'll get back to you. I'd love to talk to you. You know, individually, I don't mind giving out my phone number, but I just don't want to broadcast it or my email yeah. just because you just you, you don't know. I mean, yeah. I would like yeah, to I believe everybody. Yeah, I would like to believe that everybody's genuine, but the the yeah. fact is there are there are shills out there. There are people who are not sincere for whatever reason. So yeah, yeah, yeah. there is. Yep. So um, and so hun, my email address is. Ti Angel 2016 at Gmail, and you guys, if you do email me for for Matt, go ahead and put Matt in the title of the email so I know it's about him and for him, and then I'll forward it to him. Yeah. But also, I want to just say another thing on your question. The, you know, the the companies. The, you want to hear something really interesting to talk about scope and scale of what goes on. So I filed the lawsuit against the company I was working for and two individuals within the company who, again, were related to the corrupt government situation, at least one of them was. And when I did that, they came back, their counterclaim, which was absolutely, you know, crazy, r ridiculous, but they tried to drag other companies that I had previously worked for into it and tried to get them a release from any liability. And my attorney and I were both like, why would they do that? Very, very interesting. That's why I can't wait to show to the class action attorney the documents because he's going to be, I mean, it's craziness, craziness what they tried to pull. Just FYI. Okay, so California, um, are you satisfied with the answers? She already, uh, she already uh, muted herself. Okay. So I'm going to go to East Virginia now. Yeah. Hi, East Virginia. Am I, am I unmuted? My telephone is so good. Am I unmuted? You're unmuted. Okay. Hi. I want to thank you, Matt, for your talk. It was excellent and some very good information and pretty much what we've all heard and I've heard for 40 years. One little thing I want to say you might be interested in reading. There is a topic, there are reports in the files called Top Secret America. It was all printed in the Washington Post in 2011. And it was many, many, many pages and six reports printed in the Washington Post, researched for two years, and all facts and documents done by six reporters. And you will see who's doing everything. And one thing I often laugh about in it, that year the budget for it was $57 million. 
and there are 17 government organizations involved, not just the CIA. But that's something interesting you might want to read and you might be able to use it in your cases. Derek also knows, and Ella does too, that there are a lot of other people, not a lot, but some people trying to get together class action suits. Ella may know about them, but Derek Robinson definitely knows about some that we're working on. Three, I'm an ex-high school law teacher, and I don't believe the courts are ever going to help any of us because I think they're a part of it. But I think we should go to FISA's, what is it, FISA's court or the International Court in Denmark. I think it's in Holland, Denmark. That's probably the only court we'll get some real justice in if we get any. Where we'll get the money, I don't know. <laughs> but I want to tell one quick little story, Ella, if I may. How many people do you have on tonight? About 110, maybe. All right, real quick, I want to tell this to truly help TIs real quick and Matt too. And if he wants my number and if he'll talk with me, if I can help him, yeah. give him my name and cell phone number. I'll be happy to work with right. him all I can. And um, one thing, everybody knows that I'm soaked up with chemicals and that they put this CIA. I was put on the list by an old Marine Corps general in Japan in 1972 because I had it all, a rule change that said wives had to go home in 60 days and they and I had the Secretary of the Navy change it and I got put on the list. But anyway, um, I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> um <laughs> The story goes that it never stops, and they put this, oh, we put this woman in here, named, and you've heard this hell a lot, Jennifer White and David White, her husband, both ex-Marines, and they moved them in the townhouse next door to me for six years. Well, about two months ago, or a month ago, I asked everybody on Derek's call one night who I could go to and charge them with attempted murder. And he mentioned tonight U.S. District Attorney and, and U.S. Attorney General and the District Attorney, too, I think. He packed up that night. Two nights they packed in the dark and disappeared. Mm-hmm. Oh. So charging people with attempted murder may be the thing for us as TIs to start working on because it's murder. And I never believe these things. I used to hear people say it, and I think, oh, that's ridiculous. Well, it wasn't at all. And I've lost, without being fat, I lost 62 pounds. I look like skin and bones. I've got blindness except for 5% from the chemicals. And each night and most days, I have four little funny cars, police cars and trucks parked around my building. We don't know where the cars come from. I'm pretty sure they're military, NCIS, CID, because I was put on the CID Marine Corps list, which includes NCIS. And they're out there every night, and they just march around and drive around my building, drive around and march around. They get out and walk around, and I see them in the dark, so I set up all the spotlights. And it's the craziest thing. These little cars, one's a little black car and one's a little white car with blue stripes. I'm pretty sure they're military cars. So the local people say there's nothing we can do with them. 
We don't really know whose they are. I haven't found that out yet. The scam is from other people, and I say this to everybody, be very careful. And I had one TI call me yesterday, and she said, don't you dare open your doors to anybody. I hear this on acid in people's faces. And at the end of the conversation, real quick, she said, but you know what I mean. And so she was warning me, and um, the house is full of something pink. And I keep saying, what's this pink stuff? What's this pink cloud in my house? There's a plastic tube in the pump, and they pump it in. So ask the pesticide control board yesterday of your agriculture department. You can go to them for some chemical help and advice. They're supposed to investigate it, but they don't, just like everything you talked about. Pink clouds, if it is actually a pesticide, and it can be, but I think it's a gas that's blinding type. Please stop that noise. It can be pink, agent pink. There was an agent pink before agent orange. Mm -hmm. And Barbara, I've known for some years at the pesticide control board, they're supposed to investigate and charge the people, but they don't do it. While I was talking to her on the telephone, get this. She said, the commissioner of agriculture is calling me. I have to go talk to him. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) It doesn't surprise me. Well, I want to just add to that real quick because this is also extremely serious, although, you know, a little less more covert. One of the guys that I sued and had made references to his involvement or, you know, affiliations with the CIA, he basically equated in not so many words that, you know, the way they can attack people is like shooting fish in a barrel. Like there's just so many things they can do. And I will say, you know, unfortunately my mom passed in 09, my dad passed in 07. And you know, doctors that they had for years that treated them really well, all of a sudden, you know, seemed to be lax. They seemed like there was, you know, malpractice. They weren't doing everything they could. And then one of them even made references to, well, you know, out of the blue, like, well, don't you think the CIA can just kill a million people or kill whoever they want? So what I'm trying to say is, you know, it's amazing how deep all this runs. And, and, you know, that's what you really have to try to stay focused on the facts, the evidence, and to your point, filing charges. The more of us file charges with direct evidence and, and, you know, they may ignore it. I mean, they've ignored, they've ignored all the many charges I filed for years, but eventually some of the times, you know, I hit a home run. And I was able to get it through and I got one lawsuit through and I tried the federal lawsuit. Well, I'm going to do it again. Eventually, we will get uh, these people who are stupid enough to be that obvious and that brazen. We will get them prosecuted and sued. So. Well, thank you for answering that question. I really appreciate it. Um, And thanks for that input as well. Okay, I'm coming to Dr. Sean Andrews. Hi, Dr. Sean Andrews. Hi, Ella, and hi, Matt. Um, great. I mean, I turned me a little late here, but um, you're you're a great guy, man. Uh, you really are, and um, 
I wish I was a little closer to you because I'd love to buy your beer and just, you know, just have a have a chat. But um, thank you. Uh, uh, thanks again for tonight. Um, just a couple softball questions. Um, I, I'm not sure if you covered these, but um, how do you? You know, you said you're you're big. Um, you're big into working out and health and exercise, and I try to do the same. It's uh, it's difficult with the electronic harassment and uh, sort of the targeted attacks to decrease your physical ab- abilities and so forth. But uh, if you get electronic harassment, how do you um, how do you cope with it? How do you shield? Um, you know, what's what's that look like for you in, in your life? Very good question. Yeah, and actually, that is one topic I meant to go more into. Um, I, um, well, first of all, yes, I agree with you depending on, I mean, obviously the, this, the, they try to, um, target most of their attacks when you're sleeping because you're a sitting duck, you know, you're not moving. Right. So that's where obviously we have to try to shield ourselves as much as possible. So the thing that's, that is, I'm glad you brought that up. I really wanted to cover that, and I just forgot. Um, even a little bit of shielding helps. I put multiple layers of heavy-duty tinfoil underneath my bed, you know, overlapping. I have two um, folding display boards that I line with tinfoil that are probably three feet by two feet, Light cardboard, very easy to maneuver, uh, that I kind of use strategically based on where I think they're attacking. Now, granted, they can readjust their attack, sure. But again, you know, you're talking about, from what I can research, and and unless you have a lot of money to put into protection systems and build custom, you know, a Faraday cage or whatever they call that thing, you know, you're never going to eliminate the energy attacks, the directed energy weapon attacks, 100%. 100%. It's, it, it's all about, re, you know, uh, increasing the percentage that you reduce it by. And um, last night was actually, or this morning was pretty bad. I, I, you know, I tried to sleep in a little extra to get caught up because I, I did a lot of driving the last couple of days to go spend time with, with my kids. And uh, I was, you know, a little extra tired. So I want to sleep in like an extra hour. And I just, you know, I was getting microwave attacks to the back of the head, uh, abdomen, legs sometimes is a typical thing they do. And it's, and, and, and I get, you know, I've got video very recent. In fact, I think last week it was of burn marks. I mean, I get them, you know, on the upper part of my abdomen. I mean, really <laughs> like pretty preponderant stuff and, uh, didn't realize it till I, you know, took a look, but, but I did video it, you know, uh, myself. So I get those a lot. Um, so I use, but to answer your question, I use, you know, tinfoil. I use, uh, you know, both under the bed and then I use it, you know, strategically on poster boards, you know, that you can maneuver, you know, over certain parts that they may be targeting. And then I also have a, um, a I don't know what you call it, like a folding divider that you would use to divide up a room. And I've got one side of that lined with tinfoil and that covers the window that faces my bed. Because a lot of these attacks, again, we all know that there's many modalities. You know, there's satellite attacks, there, there are handheld attacks, there are attacks from vehicles, there are, uh, you know, Gwen Tower or Cell Tower attacks. And, and I'm virtually certain 
that I've had all of those at one point or another, just based on the location. And, and the other thing that they like to do, it seems, which is really, again, it's, some of this stuff is so bizarre. Like They have to be such twisted, sick, evil people to even put time into this stuff. Like, like they'll do an attack, but it's almost like they want to take credit for it and let you know. So you'll feel like a really sharp pain in your abdomen. You know, whatever their goal is, you know, whether they're just trying to, you know, mess with your digestion or prevent you from being able to go to the bathroom or, or just incapacitate you for a, a period of time, whatever their goal is. But then the pattern that I experience is right after the attack, I'll hear a car speed away sometimes, or sometimes I'll hear a plane, like do like a quick dive bomb, you know, like, you know, you'll hear that. Like, it's like they want to take credit for the attack. Like they want you to know. Uh, I mean, really sick people. So I use those ways to protect. Um, I do have an EMF EMP uh, meter on my phone, just an app, very crude, uh, but it is directional. You know, it'll give me some idea of where it's coming from. Um, I also do believe that they weaponize the, the, the electrical grid. I'm certain that that's been done because some of the attacks appear to be coming right from the uh, the outlet in the wall. So I'll cover that. You know, again, it's, it's an ongoing battle. I, I have to update my countermeasures all the time or my quality of sleep, sleep decreases. So I, I find the, what I find is the days or the, even, the nights where the attacks are really bad, you know, where I'm just feeling like, you know, they're just trying to cook my insides. Um, the next morning I find, you know, obviously you got to stay hydrated, first of all. I drink a lot. I probably drink a gallon and a half, gallon and a half of water a day. So that really helps. So I'll get up and drink, you know, a whole 16 or 20 ounce bottle of water. And I'll do that day. Maybe I lay off the intense stuff and I do yoga or I'll walk and do deep breathing. You know, anything to kind of rejuvenate and recover from these attacks you have to do. But some days, you know, you just got to, you know, when you know you need it, I, I just push through it. I'll do, I'll do eight minutes of high intensity, you know, combination, you know, burpees and, uh, sprints and, uh, you know, jump squats or something, you know, something really intense because you still have to get that, you have to keep yourself moving, you know, especially as you get older or else, you know, or else it'll compound the effect of the attacks if you don't do those things. So, you, you know, sometimes you push through it. Sometimes you just, uh, you know, relax a little bit more and do something a little lower impact to answer your question. Thanks, Matt. That, that was really uh, that was really that's really helpful. Um, and it's just as my parting question, um, I'm a person that does insanity, you know, Sean T's workout, uh, high intensity biometrics, and T25 and Max 30. But you mentioned some uh, other YouTube alternatives, and I'd love to switch up my regimen. Do you, do you have any recommendations for people to follow? Yeah, you know who's been really good for me because I I do I do high intensity interval training with a with a slant toward MMA. I, I sometimes do a lot of MMA combinations, like I'll do uh, 45 seconds of jump rope, and then I'll do 30 seconds of combination punch kicks, you know, for like a minute and 15, minute, minute and a half round, if you will, all together. And then I'll rest for 20 seconds, and I'll do 10 rounds of that. So that'll be like, say, 12 or 13 minutes, but I'll tell you what, that's like running an hour. And where I got some of those ideas and everything, there's a guy named Funk Roberts, F-U-N-K, last name Roberts. Uh, he's great YouTube channel. He's got these quick metabolic 
circuit training, mostly body weight. They're not complicated. And he's like my age. He's like almost 50. And he's in unbelievable shape. So he's been instrumental in, in you know, my education as far as interval training, you know, high intensity, very efficient workouts. Um, who's the other guy? Um, Brad Guthrow, G-O-U-T-H-R-O. Him and his wife have a channel, BGTV. I think it is BGTV. He's got some great quick routines. Um, Sixpackfactory.com, another really good guy, short, intense, effective, compound movements, not complicated. You don't have to be. He's got super advanced workouts, but he's got beginner ones too. That's really good. Um, If you're a beginner into it, I I started with um, a site called Fitness Blender. And there you can pick your intensity interval training workouts. And so those are great. So those are just some of them. You know, I still do some heavy weights. Um, there's another channel that's been great too, Athlean X. He's the, he's the, uh, he used to be the strength and conditioning coach and, and PE, uh, physical therapy, uh, PT for the New York Mets. His name is Jeff Cavalier. And he's got a system called Athlean X. And I do some of his routines. His are very advanced extremely advanced. I mean, his body weight, you know, and he does a lot of weights too, heavy weights, but he's got some really intense, uh, workout routines that, and, you know, will gas you in four minutes. I mean, they're just really creative and good. So I use a combination of all those and I, and, and I go, I listen to my body. I don't, you know, pushing yourself is really important, but not all the time. And not if you're not feeling well, because you're just going to wear yourself down and then you kind of defeated the purpose of, of exercise, you know? Fantastic. Uh, uh, thank you very much, Matt, and uh, uh, thank you for taking my questions. No problem. Thank you. No, you're welcome. Thanks, Sean. Your questions are always welcomed. Okay, James Leeko, I'm going to come to you next. Hi, James. So hi. Take- yeah, hi, there this you. is James Leeko. Um, I'm having a, a little bit of a hard time right now because, as you know, these people are malignant and they are they watch you all the time, so they know what works and what doesn't work. What they're doing to me right now, uh, we're trying to buy a house, and they're making me dizzy. I, what they do is they, I, I believe this is a shoot, infrasound which is below 20 hertz at your uh, inner ear and I think it just you know I don't know what they do I, I think they you know just screw with the inner ear and it it uh, you know the infrasound works to screw it up make you dizzy and that's um, you know that making you sick to your stomach and um, you know it just uh, it wrecks havoc so I was trying to <laughs> from making a fool of myself today going out and filling out paperwork and I had to pay I had you know given the earnest money deposit and sign a, a ton of things and anyway so that's uh, that you know that just gives you an idea what's what I'm going through I you know they may end up killing me I I just feel you know really weak and I feel like I'm maybe dying uh, but uh, on the on the lighter side we have um, some interesting things happen. Um, Matthew Aaron has done a lot of work identifying, um, well, 
he, he's a neuroscientist, and he's going to be very helpful in in uh, identifying and you know, well, identifying issues you know that we can capitalize on. Um, let's see. Uh, I don't know if have you have you heard George Webb talk on Ellis show? I I didn't listen to the podcast specifically with Elle, but I've heard his name before, and I think I'm familiar with some of his experiences. But is there a particular point or question you have about him? Yeah, there really is. Uh, I don't know where he gets his information from. It sounds like he knows somehow. He's also done a lot of reporting on, um, you know, against or about Hillary Clinton and the Clintons and um, all that child trafficking stuff. Well, anyway, um, yeah, he uh, he seemed to know that these people who are torturing us are have made deals, you know, pre-planned to stick around for some insurgency uh, takeover, like a takeover of America, you know, if they were to, you know, have martial law and get taken over. So they're waiting, and instead of doing nothing, they are doing training ops, and these, you know, torturing us with directed energy weapons are is their training while they're waiting to take over after, you know, this thing happens. It's like, you know, this phase one and then phase two is after the takeover. So, uh, I, you know, that, that can be worked with. They're waiting to take over. They're, they're uh, traitors. They're cowards. They're, uh, they pre-planned with, with uh, the powers that be to, to do whatever they're going to do after this, the, the country is taken over. But right now they're torturing people with directed energy weapons. I I think that can be used. And um, let's see, there a lot of them are surveillance role players. You know, you had the Red Brigade and the and Patty Hearst back. There was uh, Gladio, which was uh, uh, there's been a long history of um, of um, what do they call? Jeez. Oh, um, oh, Jesus. A false flag operation. You know, they, they smell blood in the water and they do that. Isn't that crazy? Anyway, so so these there was Gladio, and, and I guess there's still Gladio, and there's Gladio in the United States. Um, these contractors, um, you know, to maintain their skill and preparation. Um, so, so... So that also there are, these is, these are key words the standing army they are going to be the standing army, um, which after the insurrection takes over, um, they are. Um, I'm sorry, I, I I still feel ill from this and I, and it's affecting okay, my thought processes. So I'll I'll go ahead and you know let's talk and or if you could answer that. I would appreciate sure. well, well, yeah, well, I'm not sure what the question is, mm-hmm. but I think, I, first of all, I think your views and your, your, um, you know, your hypothesis is probably unfortunately correct. I mean, I, everything that I've researched, 
my experiences and other people's experiences. I mean, if you just take a look at this whole situation intuitively, let's say you're not a targeted individual, you've done no research, somebody put all these facts in front of you of what was going on with, you know, tens of thousands of people in the United States alone, probably, you know, hundreds of thousands globally, intuitively you would know, well, wait a minute. This is not this is being sanctioned. You know, this is this is being allowed. So, right. so why would why would they do this? So just intuitively, there's got to be a bigger agenda. Okay, so if there's a bigger agenda, what you're saying makes a lot of sense, and this is why I really feel it relates to Agenda 21, which is basically it, it's like at some point they're gonna I believe they're gonna flip a switch. No one's gonna have any rights. The Constitution is suspended, and unfortunately, they're gonna want people on red lines. And it's going to be a lot, you know, people, the half of 1% is going to have everything and everybody else will have nothing. We have to prevent that. And part of that is standing up as TIs, awareness, advocacy, support, mm -hmm. legal action, class action lawsuits, criminal charges. While we still have some semblance of the Constitution and some good judges out there and good people in law enforcement and some people within the government it's going to come down, you know, uh, they're not going to take everybody. So that's the thing is that, you know, we have to appeal to people to let them know, like, look, we need to stand up now to stop this. Now, I will say guys like Alex Jones, some of the independent media people who are putting it out there the way it is. I mean, we, we have dealt a blow to this globalist mentality that there's going to be one world government. The United States won't exist as in its sovereignty. I think Trump is maybe trying to fight that. I, I don't really want to get into politics. Some people say no. Some people say yes. But whenever you deal a blow to globalist mentality, that's not what they want. So I don't believe, you know, I think there's, I think there's a real recognition of the things you're saying by a lot of different people. And I think no one's going to, very few people, it's going to benefit very, very, very few people if they let it happen. So once enough people know about it, we have the power to stop it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and, and as far I as your, I, I, I want to also say, as far as your, I'm sorry you're experiencing all that, the, the terrible frequency stuff and the mid-year and everything. The only thing I can say to that is, you know, Ella, I just forwarded you that website. Do you remember that on your text? You there, Ella? I'm sorry, I didn't hear the question. Go ahead. Yeah, did you, did you, you remember the text I forwarded? Uh, the uh, I sent you a text the with the yeah. The, there's a YouTube channel. Uh, I'm sorry, a website with a YouTube uh, commercial called I think it's. Can't remember the name of it now. I it was a really it good video too. Yeah, it was, and and it's meant to help people debunk, you know, you know, uh, find the source and origin and debunk electronic uh, issues in their home. But it was really comprehensive and really good and really inexpensive the way they had it. Um, here it is. I found it. Um, and he talks about your money. Well, that's why I liked him. I'm like, this is great, teaching people, you know, basically just it, – it, they're just trying to teach. He's trying to show people how to do it without breaking the bank, and I really appreciated that. Right. I'm sorry. Actually, no, I don't. Have, I can't. I'm, I'm on the phone, so I can't get the internet on my phone. Um, so, so, 
me to um, yes. give the YouTube channel of the video you sent me? Yeah, if you click on that, just take the website name and you could let everybody know so they could look at it. Because the guy looks like he's, he sounds sincere, what he says makes sense. And if that's the case, the, the gentleman here that's got the issue with the, with the middle ear stuff, you, you at least might be able to um, you know, isolate where it's coming from and then go from there in terms of blocking it or some kind of white noise or something. Because you have to, yeah, anything that is debilitating you to that degree, obviously, you know, you've got to do, so, you, know, you know, any amount of exercise. I mean, you can, you can get yourself as healthy as you can, but if you're continually under attack, that's debilitating yeah. to that degree. You can't, you can't do it. I, I've had days like that. I had where like three days in a row, I just, I mean, you really feel like you're being cooked alive. I mean, literally. And yeah. you really start, but, but yeah, you have to change your position. You have to take countermeasures. You have to update them constantly. You have to file charges. You have to do all these things. You know, it is draining, but you have to do it because you're, you know, I hate to be melodramatic, but you, you really are fighting for your life and you really, you know, you can't let them do that to you. If you know it's if you know it's directed, if you know they're directing it at you, then you know you have to get as bold as you can, isolate where it's coming from, and then start you know doing some fact finding and some, you know. Well, uh, no, I, I was the one that came out with the. You say I was glad to hear you say you had a directional meter that you, yeah. on your phone. I, I have two of them. I have a one on my phone, and uh, I have uh, an Aronia. Um, you know, uh, meter. And so I know where it's coming from and I know the people who are doing it. And I, I've moved, I've been at two places on this one street and, uh, um, they've done things like my, my old, um, my former, uh, landlord came over and actually got a sample of my, uh, a stool sample to, to, to get, um, uh, the DNA for my colon, which they've now targeted. I can feel that. I I have a, a degree in electronics engineering technology and biology and computer science, so I I know what I'm talking about. When I say that I I use these directional meters, I know exactly where it's coming from. I've I've measured. I've I've even gone ahead and uh, say that now I'm going to um, talk about them openly. I'm going to expose them. And so that's, they're getting scared and they're doing it, but I have nothing besides exposing them. I have nothing that I can do. I'm not going to, you know, of course not use violence, but they are using violence against me. And, you know, um, I, I live here with Donna and I'm, I'm 65 and, um, you know, we're, we're both elderly and, um, we're just really fighting for our lives. And the only thing I could do is expose them. But if I, you know, if I, I, I will not commit suicide and I, of course, and um, so if I die, that there's a really good, there's a lot of really good evidence against them. If you look at my website, jamesleco.com, Dr. Dr. Um, Matthew Aaron said that my, well, my uh, pictures were some of the, some of the better, better ones of the TIs. I know how to take pictures. I, I take them so that you can blow them up and still they still show what they're supposed to show. So I've got burns all over my whole torso and um, these disgusting boils that they, they keep making on me for some 
uh, well, it's you know it's some, it's experimentation like the Tuskegee syphilis experiment, you know, and um, and they keep doing it, and it has something to do with infrasound. Um, you know, my head's always my brain's or head or brain is always crackling like crack, crack, crack. Um, if that means anything to you, it's like air bubbles that are inside, and they somehow change or break. Yeah. It's crazy. I'm I'm never, I never cease, it never ceases to amaze me, James. The, the, I I mean, it's just so out of control what they're doing. Like it's like how they even get away with even trying to say, I mean, yeah, I know that they're, that, you know, they could possibly say that this experimentation, experimentation leads to some kind of scientific conclusions. But I mean, how can you even, I mean, you're torturing people within our own borders. I, I it's just amazing. Yeah. I'm so sorry to hear that. I mean, the, I mean, I, I hate to point out the obvious because you obviously are very intelligent, and you know, are, are you know, with your particular situation, are very evolved in the process. But I mean, if you know where it's coming from, I mean, is there any kind of shielding, even if you have to go as drastic oh, yeah. as? Yeah, I know. have uh, the shielding. I have is not. It, I mean, like you said, it works, but it's not great. It doesn't work all the way. There's still some that gets through. I have uh, like four by eight um, steel panels that are used for roofing, and I put neodymium magnets all over those, and they work to a certain extent. But you know that uh, ELF energy, or maybe it's scalar energy. In fact, it probably, I'm sure it is scalar energy. Gets through just about anything. Even I've seen it go through the ground through a, you know, like a hill to get to me. So, like I said, I can I can detect it. I can't measure it, really. I, I can only detect, okay, it's coming from that direction. Right, and, right. Uh, I think I have about 90% or more accuracy with it. Just, you know, just swinging that little, my phone around and, oh, yeah, it's coming from there again. Oh, yeah, but, right. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, and, and the readings, I, I don't know how you... But I mean, I get off the chart readings. I get, you know, if, if the, I think the reading, I think the measure, the unit of measurement on my particular device is like uh, micro Tesla and right. micro Tesla. And, and mine go from, you know, and it even color codes what is a safe level versus danger. And I'll get readings sometimes that are in the red zone, which is which is stronger than if you held the phone up to a working microwave, you know? Right. And so I'm, you know, let, me, let me just tell you yeah. something. I, uh, like I said, I, I was an electronics technician, so I, I know what I'm talking about. It, what I'm doing is measuring, not measuring, but detecting. So I'm, I'm letting the meter tell me where the peak reading is, where the highest reading where the highest reading is, all of the lines, there's three lines, an X, Y, and a Z. Um, right, right. You know, they all that come help, together. That helps you triangulate it, yeah. Well, yeah, that's, triangulate's not really the word. It's peaking. Triangulate is like a triangle. You you say, well, this right. side is so long because the, you know, the other sides are, are given. So we know that those. And anyway, we don't need to do that. Uh, the cell phone towers do triangulations. Right, which, 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 by the way, I do think they do true triangulation too. Yes, they do. It's it's uh, trigonometry yeah. and geometry, 
anyway, so what I'm doing is uh, getting the peak reading, and where that peak reading is, that's where it's pointing at the source. And for some reason, when it points at the source, all of the other readings, all of the readings are the same. Like the X, the Y, and the Z reading are all identical. You, you need to remember that. And um, for some reason, when it's pointing at the source, all in making them all identical, all the the way they have the sensors positioned is a key thing too. So that helps in the way it, they did it correctly, and that's why it works. I it's to me. When I had it, when I did that, I had wor worked on it or looked at it a long time, and it was just something I noticed that happened, and I didn't know why at the time, and maybe I still really don't know why, but it does work, and it does show me the peak reading, it does show me where the where the source is, so I use it, and I, I use um, the ghost detector, and I, I'm using another one because I think maybe they compromised it and can turn it off somehow. I mean, like maybe they've bought the program and can somehow just turn it off. But, yeah. and I'm wondering if they, if they've done that for other people too, because I have, oh. it seems like it would have taken off and people would be using it, a lot of people, but that's not happening. Well, James, anyway. I will say, first of all, I mean, that's a whole, I, I could I could talk for an hour on just what I'm also absolutely, you know, I mean, I know they want us to think it's magic and wow, look at us, but I'm just so certain that technology that we don't know about exists where they can hack through satellite. They can hack into anything electronic. I don't care if your, oh, cell, yeah. phone, exactly. your, cell, phone, if your cell phone is off. If your cell phone is turned off or you're in airplane mode or some other ridiculous thing that you think... Oh, they can back into it and change anything. They turn no, no, down the light, the brightness, so oh, it yeah, looks dark. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They, they, they make... They make uh, like, my phone will be in airplane mode, and it'll be, still be making sounds. And, like, I mean, it's just... there's like, like, people think, like, there's these protective modes, but everything for the last 15, 20 years, has, from what I understand, is built with a back door. So they can just hack in and, and there's right. certain frequencies via satellite that they can tap into. They can zero in on that device or that electronic appliance in your home. This is like, like the stuff that we're even learning about now has existed for, for 25 years, you know? Right. They can, they can do something with the soft switches. You know, like when you turn your computer on, it's not a switch like that goes click. It's a soft switch that you make contact for a second and, and then release it. Well, I believe they can get in there with the weapon, with the radar, and uh, maybe the, uh, you know, very high impedance, the uh, uh, scalar energy, and make contact without actually, you know, pushing or, or flipping anything. It, it actually just makes an arc in there, turns it on, turns it off. Over again, my camera, they'll turn this soft switch, and, and, and I'll see the little, this wheel turning in front of my eyes, turning on, off, on, off, to keep me from using it. They turn on and off my tooth, electric toothbrush. They yep. turn on and off all kinds of crazy things. Yep. My computer, they can bridge an a, uh, um, internet signal in my computer without, an without my internet signal. They have yep. their own in, their, in the radar. 
It's really, I know it's incredible. And, and I'll give you another one that happened to me for like, for like a year and a half straight, no matter what I did, I could not get my computer to Bluetooth or, or Wi-Fi sync up to my wireless printer, no matter what, couldn't get right. it done. And yep. when, and, and then like toward the, after about a year of that, and I tried everything. I mean, I spent hours and hours. Finally, I got it one day to connect, but it wouldn't, pr- like, it just was, like, dead. It wouldn't print. Like, it just wouldn't read. And then I was like, I give up. So I finally, you know, just plugged it in. And for a while, it worked. Even when I, when I plugged it in via, via USB cord, it worked. Mm-hmm. But then even that stopped working, and I had to keep reloading the device driver because they would corrupt it. Right, right. And, and then I, yeah. and I, went on YouTube, I went on YouTube and I found a guy that was going through the same thing. And he's a targeted individual. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's kind of like, come on, guys. You think really these are just random? They just go through these different things. It's, it's, it's like a playground of criminality for these scumbags. Yeah, it's really, you know it. Yeah. It's just horrible, you know. And, and it's, yeah, so, it's, it's so, it's so other, it seems otherworldly to us, but really when you think about it, it's just a bunch of, I hate to say, it's just a bunch of sick criminal idiots who are committing misconduct and, and, and torture and abuse. I mean, it's just horrible. When you know? do you think they're going to come through with the, with the um, class action lawsuits? Well, that, that I keep, in fact, Ella, you, you can comment on that more than me. The last I heard, you had an attorney, uh, Mr. Drebble, that Mr. was Dib- interested. Gerald Dibble, yes. Toma had, uh, Toma Shibata had brought him in. Yes, so he's working on um, uh, representing us. Right. So, but I, 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 the thing that I think needs to happen, and you could tell me if you want my involvement on this or other people involved. But I, I think what I, I, what I would love to do is put put a, a, a prospectus or a suggestion in the written suggestion in front of him to see if we can file a class action because I think a class action is less expensive for us to file and obviously it would also uh be more significant a settlement for him as well as i i think there's certain it, it bypasses certain courts and goes to a more serious court uh if you do a class action from what i understand again i'm a little limited on class action but i would like to whoever's communicating with him i don't want to bombard him but I would like to put that in front of whoever's talking to him, that suggestion, because, you know, his eyes might just light up because, because again, if we get, if you get a young or, or, you know, ambitious attorney that wants to make a name for himself doing something good and, and obviously wants to get, make a lot of money, you know, in the settlement, which a lot of attorneys, of course, you know, they, they, they want to make their, their fees, you know, and their, their, uh, uh, whatever, you know, they're part of the settlement. You know, that would be a big way for him to do it. I mean, you're talking, you know, we get a few thousand of us together. Again, that's going to be the key to getting the courts will have to listen. It'll be preponderant with a lot of evidence over a lot of different people in a lot of different areas around the country. And, you know, there's a much more significant settlement uh, incentive for the attorney. So, okay, you may have heard of Spencer Carter. He's done a lot of work in that and talked to us. A lot. I'm, you know, I don't know if 
you know how things can get bogged down if you're waiting for one person. I don't think we should wait for one person. I think we should go off in whatever directions we can do, like you obviously are. But, oh, yeah, uh, no, without a doubt. But but I, you're right. You're right, James. But the only thing is, again, I've made pro- – like, you know, say, I, I don't know. I, I, I would have to go back and count. But I probably have filed – I would have to say definitely – in the dozens, I filed dozens of char- criminal charges, complaints, civil rights violations, even a human rights violation. I, I filed with uh, uh, the Center for Constitutional Rights in New York City, I believe it was. I mean, I filed so many complaints and everything. And yes, I've had some success with that one lawsuit, with some uh, government level people and law enforcement people getting involved, helping, you know, getting to the bottom of things. Yeah, I, I have, but it's like one in, you know, it, it's like a two or 3% success rate because of the corruption and criminality. I just think that our time would be best spent collectively because you have such a stronger voice. And I, you know, it's kind of like, the, you know, they're making it big business for them to attack us. I think we need to make it big business for us to get them prosecuted. Yeah. And we really should. And, you know, uh, from what I've noticed, that I tried to get a lawyer before and they wouldn't work with me. And that was in Florida. I don't know if it's everywhere, but um, I just think these guys get stonewalled. I think the, I think these attorneys want to stand up, and and then it's like you know they're shown the door. Like you know, it's like it's like you know the independent stand up. You know, like this country was built on people that were independent and could change, you know, set a precedent by standing up and, and saying the truth. And mm-hmm. now it's like the person who does that ends up dead. You know, well, the shadow government can get to these people and, and explain to them, you know, you're not going to get anywhere, and they convince them of that, right. and they just give it up. So, so the only way I can think around, to get around that is collectively. They're not going right. like to, you, you know, you have, you have three or 4,000, 5,000, whatever people you know, do a page and a half, two pages of that, and you get you know a ten thousand page complaint in a in a class action suit. They're not going to kill everybody. They're not going to be able to. No, that, that's right. You're you're very right about that. So I think that's the way. I think that's the way to do it, and I think we need to do it soon, because again, we see the democracy and the rule of law eroding right in front of our faces. Right, and and right now, uh, I I hope this is true that these these people who are torturing, this is a training up for them for torturing us, and that they're going to be taking over, and they're they're going into our our uh, neighborhoods, and they're they're uh, using the neighborhood watch groups as a front to cover up what they're doing, and they're covering up with secrecy, with secret classification. Which is against the law. They can't. You can't use secrecy to hide crimes. Is what the thing is. And they're going in and and, and telling the people in the neighborhood that we are, you know, on the watch. We're we're being watched and whatever they tell them. Right. And what's happening is that these people are listening to them and they're putting these electronic boxes in their houses to monitor us to help. And I think what they're real, that we really are a, uh, we're a false flag operation or a diversion. 
And they're going in there with and telling these people that we're the thing to look for. Right. Really, right. They're, they're, they're using these electronic boxes to target or, or find out what these, uh, you know, spy on the other uh, neighbors. And, and so these neighbors are really like a Judas neighbor, the one who takes the electronic box because he's, he's now targeted all his neighbors around him. And they can, and so what they want to find out is who has guns, who is a constitutionalist, who, who yep. is smart enough to have people follow them, and they yep. want to target these people and put them on, and you know, take them to FEMA camps. We, you know, now with that information, you Same. can. What? Right. Yes. Just you know, you're going on twenty minutes, so. Okay. Well, you, the point is. You can now, with that information, you can tell the people that you are the problem. You are bringing these people in here because these people are, are yeah, they're looking for me, but I didn't do anything. I'm, I'm just innocent. They're using me as, you know, to get you in there and get you to, to give away all your other neighbors by being a Judas neighbor. Anyway, that's my point. I hope that makes sense. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. Yeah, everything you're saying does make sense. And I do wish you luck, James, with your... Uh your inner ear thing and everything. I do. I feel for you, man. I know that's, that was the one thing when I got involved with this, I, I feel for all the TIs out there. I know what you're going through. And, uh, it, you know, again, this group will give us hope and strength and a course of action and resources and friendship and advocacy and all that. And that's, you know, uh, I'll do my part and I'm, you know, Ella does a great job and, you know, we're here, we'll figure it out. I just hope that you find some way to shield yourself from that or, take action against yeah. those people because that's, you know, yeah, I, I have read about, I'm sure that a lot of us have been biomapped, you know, where the, where they, you know, it's basically they, you know, it's like everybody's, everybody has a unique frequency for each organ in their body and, you know, they, they, they can resonate on it and all this other stuff. But the key I believe is, is getting your, keep getting yourself and keeping yourself as healthy as you can be, uh, shielding yourself as much as you can, um, you know, updating your countermeasures as often as possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, always, always read and educate yourself uh, as much as you can. I, I'm also starting to think that maybe <clears throat> it's a good idea to start rearranging the placement of furniture and your bed occasionally because that will cause them to have to restructure their attacks, which takes yeah. a little time. Mm-hmm. You know, good. that might be, might be a good idea. Because it's kind of like, the, the you know, they, you know, there's people working at this. I mean, the sick thing is there's people working at this 24 seven. So like if you're yeah. laying there and you always, you know, start to sleep on your left side and it's this, you know, they're constantly updating their targeting and they're constantly working at getting, right. you know, doing more damage. So if you don't update your countermeasures at the very least, you're just a sitting duck and they're just going to intensify their efforts and, and get better at it. Exactly. So that's that's really all. I've said what I wanted to say. I got my point across, and that was great. So I'll let other people talk. And thank you very much. No problem. Thank you, James. Thank you, James. We always appreciate you. Anyways, you're you've been a activist to the community. And you've done a lot to help us. So we appreciate you. Thank you. Okay. So now I'm going to go to. Ah, that person disappeared. Hold on. Um. Two. Looks like Joanne Marie. Okay, here we go. Um, hello. Hi, Joanne Marie. Hi, how are you? 
I'm doing okay. Welcome to the call. Thank you very much. Uh, first of all, thank you to Matt. And I'm ordinarily known as JoJo. Okay. JoJo it is. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. Matt, I think you're right about the 21st century uh, overview of the potential direction of where this is going. Now, what that entails is still way up in the air. I don't know what they intend, but um, without getting into taking one side or the other politically, I do know that Mike Flynn was the head of the DIA. They were working with neurophones. Neurophones are two piezoelectric implants anywhere on the body which, uh, by which you can hear voices or by which subliminals can be placed into one's milieu. Now, part two of that. He is also on the board of directors of a company in Southampton, Massachusetts called Globe International. The specialty of Globe, which is a subsidiary of Flynn's intelligence company, is brain fingerprinting. Um, When you get subliminals, which can interrogate, co-joined to brain fingerprinting, where you don't even know you're being interrogated, um, this can present an enormous problem for personal freedoms, freedom of thought. Oh, yeah. You bring up a great point, a great point. And I am also, again, yeah, I, try I, I to, want I, this not to be politicized. This is just fact. Oh, right. Taking, Un- yeah. Understood. And, and that's why, I mean, I tried to stick in my presentation, as you know, you know, this happened, here's what I did, and everything like that. But I also, I haven't been able to prove this yet with me, but I'm virtually certain. There's also, they are remote neural monitoring me. I, I'm certain that they're... At some level, they're seeing what I'm seeing. They are, they are, they are, you know, there's a way for them. I mean, you know, it's all over the news. I mean, you know, the the efforts to hack our own brain. That's what they want to be able to do, right? Well, I believe that 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 is the ultimate hack, and I believe they succeeded. Yeah, I think so. At doing that. I just wanted right. to bring that that up for consideration. Yeah, I um, think you're right. Now, I think you're right, and I, I think you're right, and I think it's a it, again, it's the you know you say these things, and you know even when people wrap their head around it, it's it's really like you know you say to yourself, boy, you could do such great things with that, but but one could, and yet they. Evil. They've, <laughs> uh, they've just put it in the wrong direction. Right. I mean, you could right. sit on a mountaintop in the middle of nowhere and get a degree in any science you wanted or just study any subject you wanted. Yep. Now, oh, okay, that's one thing. Nobody has connected Globe International or the Flynn Intelligence Company to the brain fingerprinting or to the neurophones yet. I expect that's another shoe that's going to drop. Um, There is a part three to that, and it involves 
a gentleman who owns SoftBank in Japan. Yep. He is a Korean uh, Japanese uh, descent. He is a good friend of the uh, president. Uh, he just bought Sprint. And his main focal point, his obsession, is to get artificial telepathy going as a means of communication. So there's another addition to your overall uh, 21 uh, or 21st century agenda. Yeah, uh, very good point. Those are excellent points, Jojo. I mean, you're 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 right on. I mean, uh, you know, again, just intuitively, I like to tell people when 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 you get down the rabbit hole and you really start looking at all this stuff, just intuitively before you even get into any of that, in order for them to be doing this level of depravity and criminality to uh, the scores of people they are, there's got to be a bigger agenda at play here. Some of it is research, some of it is experimentation. But when you're talking about mass abuse and causing people's deaths and misconduct at such a serious level that could put people away the rest of their lives, but they're still doing it, there's some very, very big overarching agenda that is at play here. So that's yeah. where I came to that conclusion. That, that's why, like it wouldn't, there's just no way it would be allowed to go on if there wasn't. No, I did take a look at the board of directors of Global and did a double take, put the, put the tablet down, went, oh, my God, and picked it back up and had another look. It is a transnational company. Another member of the board is the retired head of Shin Bet, which is the Israeli intelligence uh, black ops group. Flynn is sitting on the board of directors with him. So we do have a tie, and I say that with no um, anti-Jewish or, or anti-Semitic or no political or racial or religious um, connotation whatsoever. I state it as a simple fact. He's also on the board of directors of that company. Interesting. Well, there you go. Yeah, I see where you're going. I mean, it's, you know. Yeah, in other words, the international flavor to it, the ability to black ops the situation is there. It's just a matter of when they're going to do what. And we don't know what what is yet. However, um, on uh, CNN a few minutes ago, um, Trump has just indicated that we may have a very major, major conflict with Korea. That's a direct quote from him. Major, yeah. major conflict with Korea. Oh, yeah, I think, I think we're kind of expecting that, unfortunately. But here's the thing I wanted to point out. You, you, you brought up an excellent point, a summary point, which is black ops and the implementation of black ops to accomplish whatever agenda or initiative and I believe we are already starting to see that play out, but at a, at a lower level, meaning all this stonewalling and all this suspension of our civil rights and lack of due process and all that stuff, you know, and, and I can't remember who it was. I believe it was the last caller or the last um, 
person who had a question that said... Yeah, that was James. James Lico, yeah. Yeah, that was saying... No, I, I, I thought it... I can't remember, but but someone said that they were on, they were talking they were talking on the phone, and right when they were talking on the phone, somebody from the Department of Defense called. Yeah, exactly. I get the same things happening. Yeah, it's like uh, it's like you're being you're being stalked, and then they just they're just gonna they like in a very brazen, bold fashion, they're gonna interfere with whatever normal processes should be taking place and they're just going to they're just going to they're going to stymie all your rights in your and any kind of due process or anything you're even trying to do under the guise of national security they're just ab- abusing their position in power for criminality and politics it seems to me that they are oh without but a doubt no one is i mean everybody is pussyfooting around the rose bowl yep here or the maypole Rather, everybody is not willing to move into place, at least amongst the um, the known or the national media, yep. and make a statement that this stuff is going on, that the uh, brain fingerprinting is being used for illegal interrogation yep. via subliminals. You wouldn't even know you were being interrogated. You can't hear the subliminals. But your um, P300 murmur precognizant brainwaves are indicating that there's information present or information absent. Uh, yeah, it, I'm, I, yeah. I, I totally, so, I totally am with you, and I totally get your point, and you're right. It, it's a really serious. Ba- this is why I'm pushing the class action so hard. Like we need to get. Like right now, we're strong individually. And we're strong because we're we're an intelligent group of people. A lot of us are doing a good documenting, good job documenting it. A lot of us are trying to stand up, but we're not going to have any true power to help ourselves until we get as organized as the evil, scummy criminals, and we do something collectively. That's the only way we're going to have a voice that people are going to hear and that's going to matter. So we need to get our act together pretty quick. And file something, you know, on behalf, you know, it'll it would probably make the news just the fact that we filed it, you know. And again, it's not like we're just trying to get famous, but we're trying to get some voice that's that's a, a voice to be reckoned with, not just oh Matt E in North, you know, near oh boy, it's a tragedy what they pulled on him. Oh, that's too bad, you know. Instead, it's like wait a minute, five thousand people filed direct evidence that they're being tortured on a daily basis from our own government and, and from, interrogated and, into, and interrogated or whatever they're doing, you know, all these different things, PSYOP, black op, psychotronics, directed energy weapon. I mean, all these different criminal initiatives are happening. And wait a minute, there's direct evidence from 5,000 people. Now you're talking now you're now it's like, Whoa, wait a minute, you know, like stop the presses. Now, now the black ops shit kind of falls by the wayside because you're talking about a, a subsegment that's too big to, you know, squash. That's what I'm talking about. Then let's do it. I'm with you. I'm with you. That's why I'm hoping. What, what I'm really hoping happens, Ella, and and this is where, you know, you as the moderator and you with the, you know, the successful channel you have so far, is you know, we have to kind of outline as a group next steps like okay, hey, everybody, we're trying to get a class action together. The date for your, 
you know, maybe talk to the attorney and have him come up with a simple one or two page format that he can send out to you and you can send out to everybody and have them fill out a certain subset of information of what they're going through and their, char- you know, their charge and it gets compiled. I think you know what I mean? Beanie's and, doing that, isn't he? Who, who's that? Beanie. He's a, an ex-CIA person that was oh, a whistleblower oh, spent time in jail. Yeah. Oh. You, you know, we know very good point. Are yeah. talking about Ella, William Finney? Ella, 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 you know him, right? Yeah, but um, he's ex-NSA, and um, I think we're – did you mean um, Bill Binney? Is that who you're talking about? Yes. Okay, yeah. Ex-NSA, I stand corrected. Thank you, Ella. No problem. Yeah, um, he is conducting a survey. Yeah, he is, and they're just waiting for a little look over, and uh, yep, they've been working on it. Awesome, because, because I don't know if you heard what I suggested, though. I mean, my thought is, like, if somebody said, okay, Matt, you know, heck, you know, geez, you're so smart, what would you do? I would say, okay, Attorney Drebel, give me a very simple Word document format of two pages long that we can send out to every targeted individual and have them fill out just enough information so they can be included in the class action with whatever direct evidence they have, whether it's an audio file, a piece of video, or whatever, or just an email or a statement from the police or something, and we can compile thousands of TIs uh, as targeted individuals in a conspiracy against rights lawsuit, mm-hmm. now you've got something that is just going to carry, you know, such tremendous weight. It's like, it's like you know, it's like firing a, uh, you know, uh, the largest cannon in the world at these evil criminals. Moab. That's yeah, the Moab at that right. That's what we need to do, guys. We really do because again, us acting individually is good, great. I, I still say everybody. I, you have to do it. You have to stand up for yourself. You have to cause so much. You know, you can't just let them do this. But I don't think anything's going to really happen until we get a class action because of the breakdown in society. You know, in the rule of law and our rights and this evil agenda. There's still some good things going on. There's still some semblance structure of the Constitution and the Bill of Rights to some degree, but it's only the really loud, powerful voices that get heard and get that consideration. It sucks. It shouldn't be that way, but that's what I'm finding out. That's what my my limited success has been at, you know, it, it, it would have been exponentially more effective if I met you guys two years ago. And we would have had that lawsuit, federal lawsuit together, and it would have been over. We probably would have won and done tremendous damage to these people and, you know, changed the, uh, you know, at least driven them further underground so they can't. I mean, it's getting to be some of the examples we're hearing are so overtly torturous. And and it's just horrible what they're doing. Like, it's just, you know, yeah, how they, they get away. They are. Uh, can I lighten up for a moment before? Uh, stepping back here, sure. uh, a couple you of days done. ago, I did some shopping, and I was waiting outside of a uh, a Winn-Dixie locally to um, get a ride to get back to my little apartment here, and I was being massacred with voices. It was like the Outer Mongolia Orchestra, <laughs> out of tune. <laughs> It was just, and I was just going, oh, my God. 
In the middle of that, they started inserting the, the crowing of a rooster. Now, to explain this a little bit better, this is the center, shopping center, of this island, okay? So I'm hearing this rooster, <laughs> and it's getting closer and closer and closer and closer. And I finally thought to myself, guys, lay off with the rooster. This is ridiculous. And no sooner had I, like, thought that, when I looked down and there's an actual bantam rooster <laughs> right three feet away from me, <laughs> and a cock-a-doodle-doo at me. I started laughing. I just absolutely lost it. It was... Yeah, and then uh, the rest of the people that were coming in and out of the store, I mean, I was... You have those moments when you just laugh helplessly. Well, I was in one of those moments. And they couldn't figure this out, like what was so funny about a rooster. <laughs> anyway, I thought I'd share that with you. you know. That's one of, great. I one of it. the lighter moments in the middle of all this. And you know, that's, you, you have to have... you. If you, you really need to be able to laugh no matter what because it's such a great stress reliever and it's even the stupidest joke is, is helpful because it'll just again it centers you it kind of brings you down you know from you know whatever stress you're having that day so i think that's great that's awesome i i really don't get much of the voice stuff i really can't say that i get the voice to skull and i really don't get much of that i i they haven't shut up for 22 years <laughs> oh my god yeah I sort of hear them now, and it's yeah, it's like there's some sort of like horrible domestic situation which has been set up where I never see who it is that I'm supposed to be living with. There's never any kind of visual, but I hear them like constantly, like put downs, interrogation, do this this way, buy that, note, don't buy this. And then, like, a whole bunch of, like, red herrings, false news stuff. I, I pay no attention to any kind of truth wow. that may come in about 200 statements from them. Like, the sun is out, and if the sun's out, you know, that's fine. But hmm. I don't particularly, like, uh, credit them with the fact that the sun is out. Anyway, Matt, thank you so much. Love your enthusiasm. Please keep in touch. Um, my contact is uh, up in Massachusetts. We both have the same contact. Okay, um, you're. Oh, you and Ella. No. Um, oh goodness, what's her name? Kate. Kate. Yeah. Katie. Katie. Yeah. So uh, we can keep in contact through Katie. Okay, that's fine. Oh, that sounds good. That sounds really good. Yeah, I'm hoping to do um, a meetup. Uh, Kate lives pretty close to me here, and so does Ellen, I think, who she had mentioned is in New York. And that mm -hmm. would be great to have some friends and some, you know, social activities we can do, just even if we just go grab a bite would be really good because, again, it's... If I grab a bite, it would be a three-hour plane ride up there. I'm in the Keys. Oh, that's beautiful down there. I'm in Florida Keys. Yeah, anyway, thank you, Matt, so much. Great information. You're so helpful and so positive. 
and I'm deeply appreciative. Thank you. No problem. Thanks, Thank Jojo. you. Thank you, Ella. I agree with her. You're very enthusiastic and positive. Okay, so let's, my goodness, the questions have lined up. You got to tell me when you're tired and your jaw hurts, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I, I can give it, let's give it another maybe 15 minutes. 15 minutes, okay. Let me go in the exact order if I can find it here. My order sometimes wrong. Sorry, guys, if I'm coming to you wrong. Number two on my board says North and West Colorado. Here. Hi. I'm here. Can you okay, hear great. Me? I Hi. can hear you. Do you have a question? Yes, I have a question. Um, I did. I um, Sorry, I missed out on a little bit of the beginning of the introduction, so I apologize for if I'm um, asking a question that doesn't apply. It, but um, I'm a CI and I have been for six to eight years. Just recently found out in August um, after they bragged and I kept researching it and have continued to stand up for myself and try to fight, try to fight it. And it's uh, they just really been hitting me hard with it. But do you, as far as um, you know, standing up against them and trying to fight against this, do you find that going against as a multi-class action um, to a company is is different the tactics used as for like a group that you know is doing it or um, an entity that's not necessarily a corporation what are the tactics the same different or do you well, your opinion it, about that if yeah if any you know if it's different or not yeah I I would think it is I mean, I'm not I'm not an attorney so I can't advise you, but I can tell you okay. in my experience, the, the, the lawsuit I won, I was able to file and you know, successfully completed mm-hmm. was against the company and individuals. So mm-hmm. the thing is, if you're filing something against a company, you, you have to make sure that you're very adherent. Like I was able to get the lawsuit through and successfully completed based on the uh, LAD, the Laws Against Discrimination. Mm-hmm. Because what happens is oftentimes when you're a targeted individual, you're not treated the same as other people. Mm-hmm. So, so like you're not given the same considerations, you're not given the same due process, you're not, and that's discrimination. That's against the law. So mm-hmm. the, thresh, the threshold for the LAD is a lot lower than it is for, say, you know, defamation or something that's okay. more broad. So the point right. is, is that if you're suing a company, in some ways it's easier because they're held to a high standard like LAD yeah. laws against discrimination. Yeah. Um, so it's a little easier. But then again, they have high-powered attorneys that are going to, you know, delay it for years, and they may starve you out and everything. So it, it, it's different uh, uh, based on that. But okay. depending on what the lawsuit is, if it's for physical attacks and you know a company's involved, as long as you mm-hmm. have, as long as you have direct evidence, I mean, the thing that I'm trying to get through. That, that I filed a federal lawsuit in Albany with a couple years ago, which I have not mm-hmm. been successful so far, is mm-hmm. the, the statute is conspiracy against rights. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you look it up, it's a federal statute, and it's very serious. And the threshold to prove it is not that great, but you do have to con- prove conspiracy. You do have to prove that these people are conspiring yes. against you to hurt and to injure, oppress 
um, um, harass, annoy, or otherwise. If you read the statute, it is clear, but you have to prove conspiracy. Now, that's a different, you know, that's where it gets a little harder. But if you're able to prove it, you're talking about a 30-year prison term for these guys. Yeah. And this is called conspiracy to what? Conspiracy against rights. Against rights. Okay. Yep. Yeah, look at um, you just and, just Google it. Google it will show. Okay, I'm doing that right now. Yeah. Um, I also had a question. It's not to a corporation, a major corporation, but there's some entities involved as far as city legal entity or law enforcement entities and that type of thing that possibly are in all on the same thing. Um, yep. Is that the same kind of approach? Um, not necessarily corporate, corporate, uh, you know, against uh, corporate entities, but possible um, agencies or entities that are that are responsible or held accountable to a higher standard because of those positions or entities. Is that approach different or <clears throat> or any kind of same tactic at all either? Well, I, I, yeah, I hear what you're saying, and and I yeah. went through that. I went through that okay. same thing. It's mm-hmm. kind of like, oh my God, you, you get so overwhelmed because it's kind of like if you if you think about your legal approach as if it were a zoom lens, you mm-hmm. it's like you have to, you have to zoom in, zoom in, zoom out because it's like broad, mm-hmm. it's narrow, it's individuals, it's companies, it's entities. The mm-hmm. answer to that is it, it is the same. I did a lot of research on that and looked at a mm-hmm. lot of lawsuits that were filed. It is the same thing. You can sue entities for conspiracy against rights. You can sue an individual or individuals for conspiracy against rights. But what I found was, and I found this one out the hard way and wasted months on this, there are different criteria, administrative criteria, drastically for entities, okay. companies, and individuals. So any government entity that you sue you have to first give written notice of the intent to sue six months prior to doing so. Huh. Okay. That's a fact. And that's just a process. I found that out the hard way. I actually filed something and they were like, well, where's the intent to sue? And mm-hmm. I was like, what? And so any, any government entity, you have to tell them I'm filing a suit against you for the statute and, and, and the, the suit will be officially filed in this state court on this date, six months from now. And it's supposed to give them remedy, but they never do anything. I mean, if they were going to do something, they would have done it in the first place, you know. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's unfortunate, but you have that delay. So that's one thing I can tell you for sure. Other mm-hmm. than that, it should be the same. But again, when you're talking about law enforcement, you're talking about state agencies or federal, mm-hmm. you, just, you just get stonewalled. You get stonewalled because it's, it's a corrupt gravy train, you know. Or they pass, they pass you around. Right. Right, and, and there, you, you'll, you'll meet, like in my case, I met some key good people that did help. I mean, it mm-hmm. took me a lot. It took hundreds of people and hundreds of, you know, efforts, and I found, you know, a, a couple gr- good people in law enforcement, you know, a handful, and then I found some at the state level that were trying to help me and knew what I was going through and believed in it, you know, tried to do Then I found, you know, I was able to get one lawsuit through. I was able mm-hmm. to, you know, I mean, it's like bits and pieces. You have to take, you know, fight your battles and take what you can, but... You know, the only thing I can tell you is be very cognizant of the administrative requirements for each one separately. And generally, what you're in Colorado? Yes, sir. You, you ha- I would call, do you have like a legal aid society or anything like that there? Uh, I believe so, yeah. I think they so. were helpful for me because that's, where, that's what brought me down to reality is after I tried to file all these things, 
I finally got someone, someone in the legal aid society and they, and they gave me like an overview. I don't, I, I don't know. Okay. I think it was, they gave me like an overview that I wrote down and it was like, okay, state agencies, here's the process to sue them. Government, mm-hmm. you know, federal, here's this, you know, and they can do that for you. So, you, so at least you don't go off in a direction and spend weeks or months and file, find out that you have to refile later, you know? Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. Thank you. Um, but yeah, I agree. I just, yeah, it's the, the it never ceases to amaze me just how unfathomable what they're doing is, and and sometimes you just get to the point where it's like, does somebody see this? I mean, does somebody, you know? Yeah, but I think you know we'll catch up. The education will catch up, and the more people pursue, the more stuff will get done, and it'll catch up, and people will be more aware and educated as to what is really going on because it's hidden behind so many different things. Like you're saying, the community watchdog thing. I live in a town I just moved from, lived here two months, and um, that kind of stuff is going on. And I moved from a place, a small town where I was at for 15 years, and they tried to uh, propel that because I'm new here and do the community watchdog, and nobody even knows. They don't know me. They don't know the people involved. And they just, it just seems like a whole other generated thing besides, it's much bigger than me, you know? Oh, exactly. No, it is. And I, you weren't here for the beginning part of the call. But see, the difference between me and a lot of PIs, I believe, I mean, there's some, I've had hor- horrific experiences. Both me and my family have been retaliated on for years, everything from physical attacks to the directed mm-hmm. energy weapon stuff to the gang stalking, everything. But mm-hmm. the difference is, in my case, I actually caught some of the individuals directly responsible for choreographing the targeting. Wow. Directly, How did directly you know? caught them. Okay. Well, again, they, they were st- first of all, the, the people in my case, I think, were really stupid. I, I, I mean, I think uh-huh. they, uh, criminality is stupid, but I think they yeah. were just brazen and bold. And I documented it, and I documented it in an in, in ref, uh, unrefutable manner, and mm-hmm. I was able to, you know, uh, uh, bring it forth in a way that was undeniable, and mm-hmm. I think, and I and I threw them for a loop, but mm-hmm. but it worked, and and it did help. I just I just made the only mistake I made. I said this right in the beginning is that I filed the lawsuit successfully, but it only addressed a very small portion of the crimes that had been pulled on yeah. me and my family and others. And I thought mistakenly, and I did make a mistake on this. I thought, well. Geez, I sent the message. I did the right thing. I really stood up. Now these people get the message and they'll leave us alone. No, they're criminals. They're not going to get it until they're behind bars. So, yeah. you know, that's the one thing, you know, I will say that's why we need to go big on this and we need to mm-hmm. do it quickly and we need to get together on it to make it irrefutable, undeniable, mm-hmm. and significant. So there's an attorney out there that says, whoa, this is a chance to change the world, make a name for myself, and get paid a significant a lot settlement. Of money. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah, I agree. Thank you so much for answering my question and your great, great, very intelligent point. Good to listen to you. Thank you. It's really nice to talk to you guys. And again, first of all, you guys can email me. I'd love to hear from you guys, uh, develop friendships and and try to help where I can. You can email me through my YouTube channel, which again is Corruption Buster One, all one word, Corruption Buster, B-U-S-T-E-R, the number one. You can email me through there. You can contact Ella and ask for my number individually. I just don't want to broadcast it just yet. Um, so is it is it Gmail? Uh, uh, corruption Buster Number One at Gmail or at where? 
What no, you just go, you, you, you go on YouTube, so you type in www.youtube.com, YouTube. Oh, yeah. And then, and then I have a channel, Corruption oh, okay. Buster 1, and you can actually see. I mean, I, I've uploaded for years. It, it kind of is just a random vlog, so you'll see a lot of different things in there. But there's some okay. helpful – I also have some really helpful playlists that are public access that are like – you know, I think one of the titles of the playlist is like um, Corruption at Very Serious Levels, Direct Evidence – whistleblower info and resources and i've compiled a lot of youtube videos that have some really good evidence mm -hmm. that you, you you can kind of if you go through my playlist you'll kind of see the path that i've been on over the last several years to mm -hmm. try to get get justice educate myself protect myself and you guys can shorten your learning curve by doing that okay oh that yeah that helps if, yeah learning curves that can be helped are absolutely appreciated yeah yeah Thank you. No problem at all. Yeah, my targeting's been going on for 12 plus years, and that's kind of at a minimum. I mean, that's when it became like overt, you know, mm -hmm, where I knew. Mm -hmm, it. Mm -hmm. So it's really longer than that. So I, you know, spent many years spinning my wheels, then made some progress. I will say this this group here that we have, thank God for you guys. I mean, I've made more progress in a lot of different ways in the last three weeks than I did in the last me two too. years. You know? Me too, in the last week, because I haven't really, I've been you know, haven't really had anybody talk to, and then I've started defending myself. In August was when it became worse. I found out research, but I'd start and stop and start and stop because you're not, it's kind of a rat wheel. You're not sure where to go or who, you know, it's, there's not a lot of support for it. So in the past week, I've had more support and learned so much more just by contacting you guys and, and all the people in this group and, and the resources they have than the whole eight years. So it's been really nice. Yeah, definitely. I agree. Excellent. Well, keep keep the faith. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, you know, you awesome too. to hear you. All right. Bye -bye. Thank you. You too. Bye. Okay, so we have time for one more question. Um, yeah. Okay, let's go to Melinda. Shows next to my side. Hi. I, I was just uh, on mute myself on the phone. Anyway. Uh, Matt was wonderful, very encouraging, because it's been kind of discouraging around here with me in I many ways. Hold on one second, huh? I'm sorry. Background noise, guys, please mute yourself. Let me see if maybe I didn't, and I didn't mute Colorado. Sorry about that. Okay, go ahead, Melinda. Didn't mean to interrupt. Oh, no, just uh, quickly, I wanted to say um, that I was listening to a couple of videos, people uh, who I respect. And they were saying that there's something above even the Jesuits in terms of controlling uh, the elites. In other words, there's a, a group above it. And one guy said, well, you know, before anything is passed or any bill is even written, they all call, now let me see if I get this right, the P.T. Lodge or P. Lodge in D.C. It's the big uh, Scottish Rite Freemason Lodge. <laughs> Nobody well, mentions the Freemasons, but you know, they may be one of the huge controlling factors. Yeah, I mean, you know, we we could that. I have my whole hypothesis. You know, again, I, I've gone. I, I think I've probably gone as far down the rabbit hole as you can go in terms of looking at where you know origins and you know, every, it's like everybody wants to pass. You know, it it, it appears that every entity, whether it's law enforcement or, or CIA or 
companies, everybody like wants to pass the buck in terms of who's ultimately responsible, but it's like the chicken or the egg. I mean, I, I, you know, you, you have corporate mafia and the money coming from companies. There's no doubt about it. I mean, we know this, we know that they control, you know, if they want a law passed, they just lobby. They just spend a billion dollars and lobby and make it happen. So we know that there's control coming from there. We also know that there's corrupt government initiatives, but then you got to say to yourself, well, the corrupt government initiatives are being kind of, you know, there's collusion there with corporate because it's all about profits. So these budgets are being created. Then you can go one step above that. You're right. And you talk about the Illuminati and the politics and ultimate control of the world and agenda 21. You can, but I mean, and, and I have another theory I'm working on. I'll just share with you that, that, that I don't know this for sure, but I am virtually certain of it, that I think a lot of this is just linked directly via supercomputer to the financial markets. I don't think the Dow and the S&P and are really linked to what, a roll-up of all the individual companies. I, yes, I think the numbers will show that from a numeric standpoint, but I think it's basically a group of people hundreds of people on an island somewhere playing a shell game with trillions of dollars based on politics. And, and I do think this targeted individual thing is part of that shell game. And the reason I say that, let, let me just throw something. I, I've had this conversation with PhDs and none of them can answer it. I say to them, well, okay, if the markets aren't completely rigged to something other than, you know, race to market and product quality and profits at the corporate level and all these things that it should be linked to, Explain how all the markets around the world can drop at the same second. How, explain that. And they go, well, uh, uh, you know, and they stumble all over it. it. It doesn't make any sense. I mean, yes, you could say, well, there's relatively few investors who hold a lot of the, the equities, but it's not that few. I mean, the world markets will sometimes drop in the same second. Well, it's like the speed of sound or the speed right. of light. In other words, right. that can be a worldwide split-second thing. Yeah, right. So, so that makes me say to myself that there's somebody, it's like, it's like a giant poker game, you know, and they're sitting there going, oh, oh, you know. It's like I call, I call, and again, you know, I'm all for capitalism and free markets and making money, but you're talking about something else here. What I'm talking about yeah. is, and again, this is theory, this is theory, but, but I think I have a good basis for the theory and the fact is that, you know, you, you know, you have people manipulating things based on criminality and, mm-hmm. you know, and I believe that it does roll up to that. I think that's why it's such a bear for any, you know, for us to get anything done because you're talking about, you know, big business. You're talking about, you know, well, a lot you're of also talking control of the judiciary, which I think is one of the main problems. The thing yeah. that the, the judiciary, which is supposed to be for us, it yeah. is rigged, if you want to use that word. And, that's to me, and that, of course, most of those people are Freemasons. And that is where the real stumbling block comes. Right. And you said you went in pro se. Well, God love you. I mean, you know. Yeah, I did it. I, I did it. And, but, I, I mean, the attorney I had got, you know, from the Legal Aid Center telling me process-wise was good. I mean, I spent hours you know, email and phone with that guy. And I was able to figure out the process, but, but the point is, is, um, is, uh, you know, it doesn't, it, it defies logic. Some of these things, if you just take a step back 
and really ask yourself after you do the research, like how could all the markets drop at the same second? What does everybody get on the phone at the same time? Sell. I don't, I don't believe that. Yeah. It couldn't yeah. happen like that. It just logistically wouldn't be possible. So, so when you get into that, down that rabbit hole, you start saying, well, geez, you know, if things are rigged to that degree, we have a really, really serious problem. But again, I refer back to, you know, it's like the slave traders, you know, you know, the, our entire economy, our entire economy in the country was slave trade. And well, we stopped and Great Britain, too. I mean, they owned the world with the, the British East India Company was it. In terms of yeah. You know, you're right. You're, you're right. I read that. You're right. It was it. And, and, and same with, think of Nazi Germany. That was a huge regime. They were into every country, everything, manufacturing of everything, from, from cars to farming. They were involved in everything. And nobody thought, you think Hitler thought he was going to get prosecuted? You think they were going to crumble? That was a lot bigger. So we can do this, but we just have to first yeah. recognize how bad it is and then address yeah. it as such right. when the time is right. First thing we've got to do is address these individual attacks on our rights, on our person, on our everything. Once we get that together and we get a class action, we, even if we win just a portion of it and we put, say, five or six people behind bars, hopefully the rest of their lives, and once we destroy a few companies involved and a few entities and sue them to the tune of, say, half a billion dollars, one win will set a precedent. And well, then so we you're going criminal, criminal first before uh, civil. I would. That will, that'll put teeth in it. Yeah, that'll be a – well, do the attorneys get paid a lot in that case? And This is what they're in – you know, they're in it for the money. Right, but think about – some of them are in the money, but think about it. Maybe the money doesn't come so much from us as it does from their exposure mm, Well, as world-class attorneys, you know? So yeah. that, that's why I really – I'm hoping Ella can funnel – you know, distill down a conversation or a conference call with this attorney, Drebel, and I, I would love to be part of it if, if uh, you know, Ella, you know, decides that's appropriate – and, you know, have the discussion to how do we organize this and distill it down to a, a very user-friendly format that we can quickly solicit responses from a lot of TIs and compile it and get it forward and do it all in the next, you know, five, six months. That's what I would love to see. Because now, then we're pushing back against this globalist agenda. Then we're, then we're, we're going to be, we're not going to be a thorn in the side I hate to use the term, but we're going to be the shitstorm. You know what I mean? We're going to be the ones going in mm -hmm. saying, no, we're not going to take it. No. And then we hopefully, again, you know, fame is not the goal, but a voice is our goal. So if we get that kind of movement, we could get independent media to cover it. Hey, you know, targeted individuals file five, a 5,000 strong class action suit. That'll be all over the place. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, so too. Yeah, twenty twenty billion dollars that also gets their attention. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Something that's going to do damage to these scumbags. Something that's going to you know make them part with the thing they love the most, money. Yeah. You know? yeah. Doing I do want to recommend uh, Matt quickly. There's a young kid. He's 26. He's remarkable on YouTube. Is his uh, it's, his uh, site is destroying the illusion. And he's really good. He did a fractal DNA thing, which really brought it down to uh, uh, what you were saying about the, the health. You have to do the health. And uh, he's quite remarkable. He's a young kid, 26, destroying the illusion. 
I'm going to push that. He's also real cute. But anyway, that's not relevant. <laughs> and he's he's on YouTube. Is that the name of his channel? Does yeah, he, he he said, "Gee, I I've only been out of high school nine years." I went, "Oh my God!" You know, he's really gives hope for the youth. He's brilliant. He's and simple. He's very simple. And he's ta- he talked about Syria, Trump, and today was the DNA. He puts out a video or two a day. He's he's wonderful. I do recommend him. I will check it out. Definitely. Jason, Jason, Jordan Sather is his name. Okay, great. I made a note of it here. I definitely will check it out. Awesome. Okay. Well, uh, we thank you again so much. No problem at all. Yeah, it's getting to be after midnight now, Ella. If we could kind of wrap no, it up, maybe no, if somebody not. if somebody has a, if somebody has another quick question, I'll take it. But other than that, if that's so all right. Like, just fifteen. So what I'm going to say is. Um, uh, maybe there's 10. If you didn't get a question, you didn't get your question answered, again, email me at tiangel2016 at gmail, and don't forget to put in the title Matthew or Matt E, and I'll forward it to him. Um, thank you very much. Again, thank you. I, this is a really great opportunity for me to kind of um, get to know you a little bit. This is a lot of information, and, you know, you're as great as I thought you were the first five minutes I spoke to you. So, um, thank you, and, I, and you know, I really appreciate your the full picture you gave us, the solutions, what you do to keep yourself healthy, your plans, and, you know, and your motivations. Very motivating to have you on. So I hope you come back. I appreciate that, Ella. It was really nice talking to everybody. And again, you know, it, it gives me it's a source of strength, and it gives me hope because it makes me realize, you know, we're not alone. Uh, you know, there is things we can do. Um, collectively we're, we're much stronger than individually and yeah. it's just support and friendship, even something as simple as that. Because again, as we all know, or a lot of us know, at least they try to alienate and isolate you. It's a conscientious thing. They want to separate you from the herd so they can pull whatever it is they want to pull on you and, and they want to discredit you and they want, they don't want anybody to stand up with you and support you and uh, you know, yeah. lend, cre- lend credence to your thing. They want you off. They want to label you as nuts or a kook or something and, you know, keep you by yourself. And we're not going to let them do that. I agree with you. Okay, well, thank you. Thank you again. And um, for the people who want to stick around and maybe listen to another podcast, Kyle's going to be having one after my call, uh, directly following mine. And his room number is 142-394. Again, his room number is 142-394. And with that, guys, I'm going to say good night. Good night now. Bye-bye, everybody.